0: Full Credit to the Boys is brought to you using quality microphones and interfaces from Rode Microphones. Australian-owned and operated, Rode products are world-class audio equipment. If you're creating a podcast or making music, you need Rode on your side. Rode Microphones, exclusive audio sponsor of Full Credit to the Boys. This week on Full Credit to the Boys, the Cowboys give their coach the green light. The Broncos demand mediocrity from Anthony Seabold. And the drill down returns. Welcome to Full Credit to the Boys. I
1: know when ever
0: You're playing games with my heart. Well, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to Full the Boys live from the Craig Gower Quarantine Studios. You can find us on Twitter at FCTTB underscore podcast, Instagram FCTTB podcast, all one word. You can find, us, find me on Twitter and Instagram at former underscore legend or search the hashtag BandFromAllFernwoods. Uh, You can find the bloke to my right on Twitter, at Sid Puntz. He's the man who this week collected 19 dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. He's the only man on earth who has declared Kanye West as a sharp political mind. And tonight, he's wearing your new Full Credit of the Boys face mask. Welcome, Sid.
1: Yes, well, thank you, former. Hello, Australia. Not you, Victoria. Hello, world. Yes, coming to boys.bigcartel.com very soon will be the official full credit to the boys' mask. It's fully endorsed by Dr Fauci in the USA and, of course, the head medical officer in Australia, Pete Evans. Guaranteed to stop you getting the Rona. That's a massive guarantee with a little asterisk. And some STIs available soon. If anyone can help us get those made up, that would be fantastic. And
0: we are in talks to get the full blessing of Dr. Anthony Mundine too, of course. <laughs> and just like uh, your man, the, the big big Yeezy. Yeah. You've got your own um, fashion label, Sleazy. Yes. How's that going along?
1: It's going pretty well. Money got...
0: trench coats, I believe.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to have, just a trench coat. I've got more to say about uh, Kanye later on in the show.
0: This is Brian Henderson. I'm Alan Jones.
2: I'm BB Chin. This is Kent Brockman. I'm Ron Burgundy. The stories that will hit the headlines tomorrow.
0: All right, Sid, so our first story comes from the Armadale Advertiser, and it's a uh, psychologist explains what your inappropriate sex dreams really mean. Interesting. No, thanks. Next story. <laughs> um, if you've ever wondered whether your subconscious was trying to tell you something through an inappropriate dream, we might finally have some answers for you. No, thanks. Psychologist and dream expert, Mr. Keith M.T. Hearn, has explained uh, what most of the uh, common dreams about sexual relationships could mean. Here's a look at what he had to say about some of the most common dreams British people have. Okay. Um, if you're cheated on by your partner in a dream, sometimes such a dream is indicating to the dreamer that cheating is indeed happening. The subconscious is sensitive to subtle clues that go unnoticed consciously and the dream is just about the only channel of communication to the consciousness, Yeah, well, which is weird because I've, I've been having these dreams that you've been doing another podcast.
1: <laughs> this guy sounds full of shit. What's, <laughs> what's it mean well, What's it mean when you have a dream that you're Ray Donovan and you're banging supermodels only wearing a full credit to the boy's trucker's cap? I'm as, asking for a friend.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay. The next one says uh, dreams about sex with someone inappropriate, e.g. a work colleague. Uh-huh. Uh, again, I've had that one as well. It is not <laughs> unusual for human beings to be attracted to each other. Uh, In the generally friendly long-term situation of a workplace, little fantasies and flirtations often occur. In dreams, it is safe to happen and can remain unspoken.
1: Yeah, I've had some Mm. sexy dreams involving Cheryl and some items from the frozen food aisle in IGA. It's perfectly natural, apparently.
0: I've been doing a lot of my uh, better work in the Craig Gower quarantine studios, but anyway, (laughs) more about that later. Uh, The next one is, this is a weird one for mine, men dreaming of being pregnant. Hey, <laughs> and I don't mean just to have a little beer babies after a big session. Now, in the symbolic metaphoric language of the subconscious, a possibility is that it possibly represents some much-loved and developing projects, e.g. a business idea or a building plan.
1: Never heard of this one.
0: Last time you were talking about doing a podcast with Norm, you said you were having the same sort of uh, dreams about pregnancy. Yeah,
1: I I, Um, I don't know why a bloke would want to have a dream where their guts get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had that one.
0: Um, The final one, uh, well, one of the final ones, dreaming about being naked in public. In this case, a feeling of embarrassment and shame probably accurately reveals the essential emotion and the content, uh, sorry, and the content symbolically displays the cause of the dream. I have no clue what he's even trying to say there.
1: No, but I've actually had this dream, the dream where you've gone somewhere with no pants on. I had this dream where I was naked at Fernwood once. But uh, when I saw this story, I had to go down a rabbit hole for my I looked up Reddit. It's a great source of information for these stories. And I looked up the weirdest dreams that people have had and it did not disappoint. Here's the first one. I dreamt about people who had waffles for heads and someone took a giant bite out of the top of one of them, so he died. Not a, not a, not a blue waffle. <laughs> no, thankfully. Go and Google that. So, <laughs> so then the waffle head died, and they had a funeral for him, and at the funeral, people were eating waffles, and I woke up crying. <laughs> Here's another one. I once dreamt a sloth was doing my nails and kept telling me that I should invest in the stock market. Still better advice than watching Koshi's show on Sky Business Channel with Rosie and Milram.
0: And I'm pretty sure that sloth works down the Westfields near my place.
1: <laughs> and this one. I had a dream that I spent a steamy evening with E. T. and he fingered me. Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> Which finger? <laughs> well, the bright orange one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was E. T. the alien, not the footy player, but it didn't specify. <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: Well, the last uh, the last theme this doctor Doctor Hearn talks about uh, says dreaming of having sex with underage girls that immediately means you're a member of the royal family. F
2: C T T B.
0: Next story comes from the Singleton Morning Herald. That's the Singleton Morning Herald. Yeah, what,
1: what have they got to say?
0: SpaceX founder Elon Musk has been offered a deal for Mars 2024 mission. Okay. Aerospace engineer turned sex doll retailer. Ahmet Stevenson has offered to provide SpaceX astronauts with sex dolls on their planned trip to Mars. Yeah. The the US and Europe-based company Sex Doll Genie says the journey to Mars will be lonely work and the company's robotic companions could keep Mars colonists happy uh, rather than just looking for sex with each other. Mr Stevenson, who co-founded the firm with his wife Jeanette, has extended his offer to SpaceX CEO... Elon Musk. He said, The purpose of wanting to send companion dolls to space is not sex. Most of our customers use love dolls to feel accompanied in lonely situations. I wouldn't think so. This uh, isn't about cheapening the profession of astronauts or space space exploration. Uh, a one-way trip to Mars takes anywhere between six to eight months, which is comparable to some of the missions astronauts undertake aboard the International Space Station.
1: I reckon Elon Musk should be looking at having sex with sex dolls rather than that uh, weirdo Amber Heard, Johnny Depp's missus.
0: It's safer. It's pretty sure they haven't made a sex doll that shits in your bed just yet. Amber turd style. Uh, Mr. Stevenson believes some of the anxiety and psychological stress of these missions can be alleviated with the aid of sex dolls. He said, we're happy to work with authorities to make it suitable and really useful for the ones who need it. Our ultimate goal is to explore how new approaches based on a very effective solution we have found for lonely people on Earth could be applied to space travel. Now, it's not known if the dolls will be loaned out to various space passengers, like a library book, or whether dolls will be assigned to each passenger, depending on their tastes. Obviously, if, if you're on board, Sid, walking in with your uh, sex doll, <laughs> obviously, it'd be hard not to raise a few eyebrows. Especially when you said, just going to go and knock one out. you want to go? Nah. <laughs> oh, we're cutting this out. <laughs> sex doll genius further argued robots can replace genuine human interaction in an environment where human contact is very limited. The company aims to see a mix of male, female and transgender sex dolls in space. They are also to the idea of sending Star Wars themed sex dolls on the mission Although the job of the hot doll isn't expected to get much of a pasting.
1: <laughs> Mate, we've been saying this for years that sex robots are taking over the world. Now they're taking over the universe. It's <laughs> scary stuff. I've seen Terminator. I know how Skynet works. This shit doesn't end well. FCT T T B sounds like too many T's to me. FCT Yeah, that's definitely too many T's.
0: I've got to warn you before we do this next story. I don't okay. have a whole heap of jokes, but I think the, the story will just explain itself. Okay, hit um, me. A man found himself in a predicament after waking up in a woman's bed and pulled off a daring move to deflect the blame. Mm. The story comes from the Doo Tribune. Um, <laughs> Tribune. A man who woke up to discover he left some embarrassing marks on his date's bed. That's right, his date's bed. <laughs> um, has seeing his desperate text for help go viral after the exchange was shared on Twitter. The 26-year-old from Dublin knew he needed to find a solution fast and desperately messaged his friend Levi for some help in his moment of need. Explaining the situation to his pal, Kevin wrote, I had a dirty whiskey shit. (laughs) (laughs) I came back and I mustn't have wiped my bum properly. There's shit stains all over her (laughs) bedsheets. When Levi advised him to get out of there and just delete her off everything, Kevin revealed he was currently stuck sitting next to her, unable to move his leg as it was covering the stain. Oh, I know. A later update read... Smell starting to become noticeable. Think, think I'm going to have to make an escape soon. How However, good is his
1: mate just putting it straight on Twitter?
0: <laughs> well, I've got more to say about that in a minute. When the woman left the room, he seized his opportunity, flipped the bed sheets so the mark was on the opposite side, Clever. as well as spilling some uh, Guinness on the area for good measure. He made his getaway before she could notice and maybe somewhat unsurprisingly, she hasn't uh, spoken to him since <laughs> the incident. Uh, Kevin said, I ate a burger and chips from Burger King and I drank one litre of Hennessy the night before. that will do it. (laughs) We went back to uh, bed for a bit of watching the TV show Normal People (laughs) and then I realised something was off. Uh, I swapped the sheets around to her side of the bed and spilt beer on the stains. It's not looking good for the relationship, he said. Uh, He may have felt confident in getting away with it until the exchange went viral on social media after being posted by his mate Levi with the caption, my mate has had a nightmare here, staying over in some girl's place he's been seeing. Now, Twitter was full of, as you'd expect, some helpful replies (laughs) with a number of people suggesting, ask for a strong cup of coffee and then accidentally spill the cup on it. This also can be used if you pee yourself. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) But this reminds me of a time, Sid, a, a bloke who I, I know told everyone on his podcast about that time that I shit my white jeans at the Castle Nightclub in Newcastle. <laughs> Come to think about it, his name was, it was you. Damn. NRL round 10 review and uh, from 2020, obviously. Jesus, it's been a long year. Um, sure as round 10, eh? Halfway. We're <laughs> <Sure> at <is> Halfway. <laughs> So happy. Yeah. So, so happy. Um, we started on Thursday night with the grand final replay and it was the Raiders who shocked the Roosters winning 24 points to 20. In a game with, which had seven lead changes, the Raiders reaped some revenge on the Roosters for last year's grand final, winning in a four tries to three epic at the SCG. Despite having a mountain of things against them, the Raiders shocked most people who believed they were no chance given their short turnaround and a massive injury toll. Yet, they hit the lead in the 66th minute after a rare Josh Papali'i try and then hung on uh, to remind everyone that they are still a contender in 2020. Yeah, we've been
1: saying for weeks now that the
0: Raiders have had everything against
1: them. Heaps of injuries, playing home games at Campbelltown until recently. And after a narrow loss to the Storm last week, it looked like an impossible task to beat the Chooks with only a five-day turnaround. But they didn't whinge about it. Uh, And that's exactly what they did. They won. And uh, who would have thought it would be big Papali'i to seal it in the 66th minute. A great performance from him, running for 218 metres, making 33 tackles in 59 minutes of game time, and backed up well by fellow props Damaris Louie. They're down on forwards, missing Soliola, Gula and Horsebrah. (laughs) Horsebrah. But this was an impressive performance from the
0: Raiders. It really was. Now, once again, the NRL's own Benjamin Button was electric for the Roosters, according to Full Crew, the boys' backyard stats lab, Blunt Force Freddy, and his pot-smoking brother, Blunt Smoking Sammy. The 58-year-old Brett Morris scored a double uh, to go with three tackles. That's right, three. 90 running metres, 25 post-contact, two line breaks, and two tackle busts.
1: Yeah, he's on fire, Benjamin Morris. There's, uh, <laughs> there's talk he might go on. For two more seasons, they should probably just have one more season. Each no one would notice. He's playing great footy, but this was the uh, Raiders night, and alongside their forwards standing up, good gains were had by Croker, charred nickel Clockface, and especially George Williams, the Pommy halfback finished the game with 20 tackles, four tackle busts. A line break, 60 running metres, and a try. This was a massive win for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, and it was their sixth win of the year, Sid, and it put them on 12 points equal with the Roosters, actually, after the end of the round. Um, Now, apparently, the Roosters, who have now slipped out of the top four, Nick Politis, has approached the NRL and said that this round shouldn't count for reasons yet not advised. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, The Storm started Friday night footy with an easy win over the Titans, 42 points to six. The Storm gave the Titans a gentle reminder about the difference between the really good teams and the middle-of-the-road types of teams with the seven tries to one hammering on the Sunshine Coast. After winning two of their last three against the Warriors and the Dragons, Gold Coast were nowhere near the class of the Storm, even though after 30 minutes in this game, they were still at six all. Yeah, it was uh,
1: nil all after 19 minutes and an upset looked likely... No, it didn't. Both halfbacks, <laughs> both halfbacks, Jerome Hughes for the Storm and Fortunate Son Fogarty for the Titans, <laughs> dropped the ball over the line, both brom- bombing tries. And whilst the Titans were competitive for the first half, the, st- the Storm piled on six tries in the second 40 to smash the Titans in the end.
0: Now, according to Full Crew at the Boys Backyard Stats Lab, car bombing Barry and his fat guts brother pool bombing Billy. Cameron (laughs) Munster celebrated his return from injury in style to inspire the Storm's win. He scored a try. He set up another with a magic floating cutout pass to hit a flying Josh Adokara in the chest. And he had the Titans absolutely guessing every time he touched the ball. In the end, he finished with his try, as I said, 16 tackles, a try assist, 80 running metres, a line break, and four tackle busts.
1: Yeah, he had a great game, Munster. That ball that he floated to Josh Hadakar was fantastic, leaving the flying winger to go over untouched in the corner. But can someone please explain to Josh Hadakar that when he scores a try, he doesn't need to headbutt the ground. You only have to ground the ball, Josh. <laughs> Not
0: your face. Two of the Storm uh, scored doubles in this one, Sid. Uh, big Nelson Asofa solomona was almost unstoppable for Melbourne all night as he bagged his first double of his career. Meanwhile, as we said, the Fox, Josh Hadakar, scored the second try for the Storm in the 30th minute and then backed it up with two minutes left to get his second for the game.
1: Yeah, it was a total domination from the Storm. The Titans were totally outclassed. The Storm are in a different class to their Gold Coast opposition, and it leaves the tits down the bottom of the ladder, equal with the other Queensland teams, all on six points, only ahead of the Doggies. So even though the Titans are terrible, they're not even the worst team out of Queensland at the moment.
0: That's right. Uh, the second game on Friday night, well, it was an absolute nail-biter. Uh, the Tigers triumph in a nine-tries-to-nil demolition of a genuinely poor Broncos 48 points steal at the seventh wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval. While the Tigers scored their highest score in five years, the Broncos' night of woe was underlined by some of their stats. Zero line breaks all night, 30 missed tackles and 10 errors. But their poor game was was spread across all areas, including effort in defence, especially on the fringes of the ruck, and the options taken by ball players Milford and Croft when they did have the ball. The loss immediately led to massive pressure on Coach Anthony Seabom as fans and the media began to dissect the Brisbane club and most of their decision decision making over the past two years.
1: Yeah, it was an incredible performance from the Mighty Tigers, absolutely smashing the Broncos with tries to Nofaluma, Harry Grant, Luciano Leilua, Benji, Garner, McIntyre, Billy Walters, tries all over the park, but some of the Broncos defence. The identical. Broncos players did not put their body on the line all night. Brody Croft watched Leilua walk past him for his first try. Darius and Asako ran into each other for Garner's first try. It was embarrassing stuff for the Broncos.
0: Well, talking of embarrassing, Luciano Leilua's crossed for two tries, including, well, it was either an amazing effort from him or an embarrassing effort from the Broncos when he fielded a short Broncos dropout out wide, pirouetted, brushed off Brodie Croft, and then head over the line, uh, for his second just before halftime. Leilua was best on field, according to full crew of the boys' backyard stats lab, head trauma Terry, and his chafe lips brother, head job Jimmy. Uh, the second row I finished with the two tries, 33 tackles, 137 running metres, two line breaks and six tackle busts.
1: Yeah, and 128 super coach points, but who's counting? Uh,
2: but this was,
1: this was a great 80-minute effort from the Tigers. They could have uh, taken their foot off the gas, but they didn't. They dominated in every facet of the game, as you mentioned. Five of our forwards running for over 100 metres. McKayley, he ran for 111 metres in only 28 minutes of game time and similar numbers for McIntyre, and he scored his first try. It was great to see in the 80th minute Josh l o a and the boys celebrating keeping the Broncos to nil.
0: Yeah, I was about to mention that. That was that was, that was good scenes, wasn't it? it? It shows how conscious they were of of uh, keeping them scoreless.
1: Yeah, and it's what Madge has been asking for and they did it. It was a great performance.
0: Benji Marshall, a couple of weeks ago, was being linked with a departure from the Tigers after Supercoach Madge Maguire dropped him for poor form and dodgy defence. Fast forward a couple of weeks and Benji absolute teased his former team in the Broncos on Friday night, setting up three tries, taunting the Brisbane defence with an outstanding passing game, a sweet kicking game, including a 40-20, and as well, he scored a try of his own. Yeah, he was great. He has improved and
1: he took his time out of the game, copped it on the chin. When you say it was looking like departing, he was never going to go. But uh, Harry Grant also... You're a wizard, Harry. ...was at it again. (laughs) He got given an early mark, and the Leichhardt crowd started up the Harry, Harry chant. He now sits atop of the Dallium Awards. Why would he want to go back to the Storm, where he'll be a nobody? He is a Leichhardt hero, a legend of the Tigers already, and he should stay.
0: It's Saturday, Harry. and uh, we begin with the Dragons, uh, This is the um, A-grade game. Yes. In 28 points to 22 against the Bulldogs. It was a bizarre game of rugby league and the Dragons won it, won it in a seesawing battle, scoring a try with a minute to go to beat the hapless Bulldogs under interim coach Steve Georgialis. In the end, it was five tries to three to the Dragons, but after starting like a house on fire and leading by 10 points, the Dogs went on to score the next 22 points and looked certain to break their run of outs. But with 15 minutes to go and the dogs up by 12 points, the Dragons scored 18 points of their own in the final 15 to seal the sorry to steal the two competition points.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy game of footy, a game of three thirds. The uh, Dragons, <laughs> the Dragons opened the scoring through this guy. Oh yeah! After a mark by Lomax that was better than anything the AFL dished up this week, <laughs> then this guy.
2: That. Oh yeah!
1: Was at it again, putting Aitken over for a try with some great skills running at the line. But the Dragons then conceded, as you said, 22 straight points before a crazy last 15 minutes where the Dogs absolutely self-destructed.
0: Well, it was a horror final 15 minutes from the Bulldogs in a wonderful exhibition on just how to blow a match-winning lead. The The Dragons closed the gap to six with just under 15 to go. When Canterbury's backs were again nowhere to be seen to catch a bomb, and young winger Jason Saab scooped up the ball to score. Then, with eight minutes left on the clock, Dragons hyped rookie halfback Adam Clune broke through tired forwards um, to shoot down the field before passing to Dufty. Oh, yeah. Who scored? Under pressure, Zach Lomax converted uh, to level the scores up and then with three minutes left, Lincoln Lewis attempted a downtown kick that smashed Cameron McGuinness in the face in a nuclear-grade <laughs> Falcon. Yep. Um, the Dragons got the ball from there, had a crack at a field goal, missed, Went that went wide before a simple knock-on from Bulldog Marcelo Montoya for Corey Norman to scoop up, run through and score the match winner with just under 60 seconds left.
1: Mate, there's 90 seconds to go. The dogs just had to take the ball downfield and kick. It was a simple play. Marshall passes the ball to Montoya and it looked like the ball had spiders on it. Montoya (laughs) dropped it, kneed it into the arms of Norman, then fell over. It was horrendous to watch and it needed some Benny Hill music behind it. But now the Dragons have won two in a row and somehow find themselves one win outside of the
0: eight. If uh, you haven't seen the Marcelo Montoya knock on from a simple pass that was going to hit him on the chest, don't worry about Googling that. Just Google a man playing the cymbals. It's a very similar <laughs> type of thing. It was so bad. The once maligned Matt Dufty. That. Oh, yeah. Once again, showed all his skills in this game, finishing with a try-scoring double and proving to be the best on ground, according to full crew at the boys' backyard stats lab, Pocket Knife Neville, and his posh brother, Cheese Knife Noel. Dufty finished with the two tries, four four tackles, that's right, four, a try assist, 151 running metres, and five tackle busts.
1: Yeah, the Duff man was good again. Even though Mary was off him the end of last year and the beginning of this year, He's a good judge, Mary. Yeah, but now the grand bar of the Cogra Lodge and the selection panel keep picking him. They're ignoring Mary and he's playing some good football and none better than this week.
0: The second game on Saturday saw the Rabbitohs fall just short of beating the Knights, going down 20 points to 18. At 20-0, 20-0 and with 15 minutes to go, Knights fans were understandably cracking beers and telling jokes about toothless South Sydney fans before a late game comeback from the Bunnies, seeing them cross the line four times for three tries, figure that one out, but ultimately <laughs> fall desperately short of an amazing comeback win. A disallowed Tom Burgess try proved to be the difference. He was judged by the bunker to have dropped the ball over the line. The win importantly promoted Newcastle to the top four, while for the Bunnies, they entered the round in eighth position in a log jam on 10 points with four other teams.
1: Yeah, this was a game of two halves, 20 points in a row to the Knights, and the Rabbits came storming back with 18 in a row. They had their chances, the Bunnies, to steal this one with Dick Fingers Burgess dropping the ball over the line underneath the post. You say that there was ruled a no try. That's because it was a no try. He dropped it. <laughs> but this is a uh, good win for the Knights that sees them stay in the top four. Kalen Ponger has been criticised of late, especially last week, but he did some good things in this game. He had eight tackle busts, ran for 163 metres and had a try assist but
0: they nearly let this one slip, the Knights. They did. Now, while the Knights walked off the ground with the two points, their players were far from thrilled with their own performances and they were greeted by a coach in a similar frame of mind. Uh, They were a bit down when they first came into the dressing room, O'Brien said. Uh, that's Adam O'Brien. I think the guys that were involved with a few dropped balls in a row and missed tackles that led to tries, those guys naturally are a bit worried about what I'm going to say, worried about letting their teammates down in the end. We need to enjoy the win, however. We've got to enjoy wins. There's a few teams in this comp that would love to be experiencing a 28 to 20 points to 18 win.
1: Yeah, he spoke well in the press conference after this game. O'Brien, I don't often catch his presses, but he said that the Knights still have a lot of improvement in them He admitted that the past eight weeks has been hard for the Knights traveling away for all their games and having six blokes out for the bulk of that time. But he spoke really confidently that the Knights are on the up, even considering that this is the best position the Knights have been in at the halfway mark of the season in a decade. They're going well.
0: Interesting. Uh, Saturday night was Wayne Bennett's 850th game as a first grade coach. Unbelievable. Fittingly. He did it against one of his former clubs in the Knights. Incredibly, his career has an overall winning record of 62% at five different clubs. That's Mary McGregor stats. (laughs) No, wins. Oh, Um, right, yeah, sorry. In Canberra, he had a winning percentage of 60.7. At Brisbane, in two stints, he had a winning percentage of 63.7. The Dragons, 64%. Newcastle, let's not talk about that, 45%. And South Sydney, he's at 61 already. Yeah, it's an incredible
1: record, but uh, I'm still not sold on the Bunnies this season. Nor am I. Even though they beat the Tigers a couple of weeks ago, I still don't think their forwards can take them to the end.
0: I totally agree. Uh, The third game, and it was an absolute cracker, saw the Seagulls win 22 points to 18 against the Eels. In a result that shocked most fans, the Seagulls led for the entire game to beat the high-flying Eels in an old-fashioned shootout at Lotto Land. Uh, The game ended at four tries all, but only the most die-hard Eels fan would deny that the Seagulls were the better team. It would seem from the outside looking in that the Eels were ambushed, and by the time they realised the Seagulls had turned up to play, it was all too late.
1: Yeah, they flew out of the blocks. The Eagles are up 16-0 against the Eels and could have been further up, but for a Danny Levi double movement, even when the Eels got one back through Jennings in the 30th minute, the Eagles still weren't done for the first half. Scoring through full credit to the boys' very own Joel Thompson right on half time. He nearly botched it, but it was given. But they didn't score a point in the second half, Manly, and they just hung on in the end against a fast finishing Eels side. But I shan't be needing this this week, Former. Do Don't need that.
0: This game was littered with stars missing from both sides. Madison and Ferguson weren't considered healthy enough to play for the Eels, while once again the Seagulls were missing Walker, Fanua, Blake, Turbo Turojevic, amongst others. During the game, some Para fans questioned their team's attitude on Twitter, questioning whether they were taking Manly seriously. To be honest, I think those fans might be a tad harsh on their team, Sid. The Eels have been up for a long time now. It's hard to just keep on winning, and to be honest... Their form from last week's game against the Knights should have been a pointer that they're on a bit of a downturn in form.
1: Yeah, well, let's just hope that downturn in form continues into Thursday (laughs) night when the Eels take on Premiership heavyweights, the Tigers. This was always going to be a tough game and could be just the loss they have to have the Eels as they steamroll to an inevitable Premiership in this already horrible year, twenty twenty. I'm not (laughs) playing it.
0: (laughs) Uh, During the lead-up to this game, many fans and journalists were questioning the form of Daly Cherry Evans, particularly after he played a poor game against the Dragons a week ago. But he led his team from the front in this one and was close to the men of the match, according to a full crew at the boys' backyard stats lab, Razorblade Barry, and his bisexual brother, Rollerblade Billy. Daly Cherry Evans finished with a try to go with 15 tackles, a try assist, 45 running metres, a line break and seven tackle busts.
1: Yeah, he had a good game, Cherry Evans, in a a game that really had everything in the end. Campbell Gillard dropped the ball over the line, Wunger Blake stripped the ball from Tapau, but the video ref said look over there, not over here and gave that, (laughs) gave it as a try. Cherry Evans blew up at the ref in a polite private school kind of way. Hank Scorpio smashed Sevo in a ball-tearing one-on-one tackle. Even Fletch and Matty Johns are now calling him Hank Scorpio. A, it was a very entertaining... <laughs> where, do, where do you
0: reckon they got that from? Yeah,
1: I wonder. It was a very entertaining finish to the game, but uh, a big win for the Manly side that
0: keeps them in touch with the eight. Sunday, and the Sharks were just burst the Warriors' bubble, winning 46 points to 10. The Sharks handed the Warriors their heaviest defeat of 2020 with an eight tries to two hammering up there a single-mother stadium. The Sharkies started like a house on fire, scoring three tries in the first quarter of an hour and never looked back from there. Former Warrior Sean Johnson scored more points than his old team, bagging 18 of his own from a try and seven goals. Coincidentally, he scored more goals than both the GWS Giants and the Swans combined. Is that true? Yeah, I that's think so. amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of criticism on Sean Johnson this year. I pointed it out a few weeks ago. I thought the criticism was a bit unfair. He ran for 81 metres, had two try assists, a line break, and scored 18 points in a dominant display, not just by him but from the Sharkies as a team. They absolutely demolished the Warriors, and now they find themselves sitting in ninth place at the halfway mark.
0: Yeah, one of the best on the ground, according to Full the Boys Backyard Stats Lab, Lung Puncture Paul, and his unlucky bike-riding brother, Tyre Puncture Pete, was the noodle Jesse Ramian? The Sharky centre finished with two tries to go with 14 tackles, 134 running metres, a line break, and four tackle busts.
1: Yeah, he was good in this one, the uh, noodle, but um, they just dominated the Warriors all over the park, the Sharkies, They had tries to walking legal firm Braden Hamlin Ueli, a try to William Kennedy, this bloke. <laughs> Ronaldo scored, Sean Johnson scored, the Ramian noodle and two to Katoa. And now it's going to be a long second half of the season for the poor old Warriors.
0: Yeah, and they said goodbye to four of their players after this game who all chose to head home to New Zealand to return to their families. Gun wingers Far Ken Mamalo and David Fusatua will be joined by Ignatius Parsi and King Vunivala as uh, they all have played their final games for the Warriors in 2020. The loss is the second in a row for the Warriors, who are struggling for squad numbers through injury, and the situation to worsen over the coming weeks, given the quality of the departing players, with the team now screaming to find replacements, possibly via loans from other clubs.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable scenes. We've covered off on it before. Four players have had enough, and fair enough too. They've been to Tamworth, Terrigal, played their home games on the Central Coast. They've uh, sacked their coach, they've only won three games all season. They're not able to go home to NZ in between games. So it will be interesting to see how new coach Rodney Payton gets the remaining guys up for the rest of the season.
0: Yep. And the final game uh, of round 10 saw the Panthers too good for the Cowboys, winning 22 points to 10. Uh, The Panthers have claimed top spot on the ladder with a dour 12-point victory over a Cowboy side full of effort but short on ability. It was a four tries to two win for the Panthers who were far from convincing against the North Queensland side who have been down on form and featured eight players with fewer than 30 games of NRL experience, including an de- impressive debut from 5'8", Dajur Uh But Penrith paid a price for their fifth consecutive victory with fullback Dylan Edwards out with a hamstring and centre Dean Fahre out with a groin, who, both of them failing to finish this match.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a dominant win from the Panthers, but they did enough against a North Queensland side that I thought they would have no trouble beating. Their attack mm. seems stifled at times, the uh, Panthers, but they sealed this one late and uh, there were some good performances from some young blokes in the Cowboys' side. Dajern Arcee, he was Arcee, scoring a great try on debut. <laughs> and Hamiso Tabue Fidal, pretty sure I got that
0: wrong. Only <laughs> Darth, his... sounded right to me. <laughs> hang, only... on, hang on, hang on, I'm just getting a message. Now Aaron Mullen said it sounded good. <laughs> Tabawi
1: out in only his fourth NRL game was great at fullback, scoring a freakish try. He took them all on and outrun them all to score in the corner. He was fantastic. TikTok sensation, Nathan
0: Cleary. Nathan Cleary was the absolute star in this one, according to Full Crew at the Boys Backyard Stats Lab, Iron Bar Barry, and his domestically trained cousin, Ironing Board Billy. Also, according to coach and father, Ivan Cleary, he was also the best on ground after he had many testing their gag reflexes with the amount of adoration he showed for his son after the game. He led the way in refusing to lose today. It was origin-like, I suppose. I was really proud of him. He's my son. Did I mention that? He's my son. (laughs) From a leadership point of view, my son, uh, he definitely realised we needed something and because he's my son, he did it, which is pretty cool. It's also pretty cool that he's my son. Yeah, look,
1: he had a great game. I don't like him, but he had a great game. He had two line breaks, 157 running metres, 20 tackles, including an absolute belter on Cohen Hess that jolted the ball loose. And his father, Judas, he was just super proud of him, former after this game. It's great to see a father proud of his son.
0: Oh, is that his dad? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah that's his um, dad, yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys were certainly brave. and They had the Panthers worrying uh, particularly when they were in front of a, for a large portion of the game, up 10 points to four. But despite the gutsy effort, the facts are that the Cowboys have now won once in the past seven games and are now down in twelfth position, or if you're a pessimist, equal second last. It hasn't been a good season for the Cows, and I don't think it will get much
1: better. Paul Green's quit. So they are now on the lookout for a new coach, but they have just not been good enough all year.
0: No, they've been flat as tax and despite the fact that they started with a bit of a rap on them and people saying they're a smoky for the eight, they're a long way from the eight. I agree. Mm. Well, it's the game that keeps on giving in the news department we start this week with the Broncos, who have now lost to the Eels, Roosters and Tigers by scores of 48 points or more since last September. And they've been all under, obviously, Anthony Seabold's watch. And as the pitchforks sharpen outside Red Hill, Darren Lockyer has maintained his blind faith in a coach who'd only spent one year in a league coach role before going to Brisbane. I don't regret signing him, Lockyer said. I don't speak on behalf of all the board. It's 10 minutes after the game. Now, by Saturday night, the first cracks were beginning to show in Brisbane with the Daily Telegraph reporting that Seabold had been told he must win five of Brisbane's final 10 games of the season if he wants to keep his job.
1: Yeah, I think that's ridiculous, and I believe the Broncos have refused to confirm if that benchmark of five more wins has been set. Gus Gould has called it rubbish. Now, the thing is, Seabold is either the man for the job or he isn't. The players are simply not putting in, and if that's because they don't like Seabomb, then put your money on the fact that they won't win five more games this year if it means they can get rid of him. Look, they are—they are so far away from being a good footy side. Something needs to be done, and maybe Lockie just had to has to admit that the c bomb experiment has been an abject failure. Uh,
0: another coach on his way out the door is Paul Green, who was reportedly told last week that his time was up. Yet he was still given afforded the opportunity to coach on Sunday for the final time at the Cowboys. He's the third coach to lose his job this season following Stephen Kearney and Dean Pay from the Bulldogs, and is expected to be replaced by assistants Josh Hannay and David Tangata Toa for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I think Josh Former- Hannay
1: has got that job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Former Broncos and Panthers coach Anthony Griffin was named by The Telegraph as a possible replacement.
1: Yeah, you're pushing for it as well, aren't you? You love Griff.
0: I love, love the hook. And you know what? He probably would be a good fit in up there. He talks as slow as everyone up there. That's a, that's a good start.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what do you think? It, of, do you think uh, Canterbury offering the job up to uh, your boyfriend? Barrett. Barrett. Do you think they're now panicking and saying, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, don't sign that yet? And they want to have a look at green? No, mate, I actually don't. Only because the Bulldogs have got that much going on at the moment that uh, I reckon they've even forgot they've had to replace their coach. Apparently there's <laughs> fights in the boardroom, there's AVOs being issued, there's all sorts of issues there. So I don't even know that they realise that Paul Green's been sacked and I don't even think Paul Green would want to take that job on, to be fair. They're going well, the doggies. It's going well. Now, the lawyer for axed Canberra Raiders star, Curtis Scott, and this is where I always get my um, all my rugby league mail from, has blamed his poor form on his ongoing legal dramas and the police's reluctance to drop charges levelled against him. Scott has been charged with seven offences after he allegedly was pepper sprayed and tasered, can't hold that against him, Sid, nah. uh, by police following a drunken night in Sydney on Australia Day weekend. We've all been there. He's, he's <laughs> also accused of assaulting two police officers. Well all been there, Sid. Yeah. Police, had, <laughs> police had agreed to drop five of the charges in exchange for a guilty plea to two of the non-serious offences, but the deal fell over due to a dispute over legal fees. A two-day hearing has now been set for September 9. Um, Scott's lawyer, Sam McIndone, from Aidan Fenua and Blake solicitors, said <laughs> it is weighing on his mind, absolutely, and I think it's affecting his performances. You'll see that he really hasn't got to, uh, off to a good start in the last two games, and it's because his form has dropped off. He's gone from a top centre to someone who looks like he's got the work. World of worries on his shoulders. He is just busy trying to get his fall back. He's wanting this thing to go away and to get finished one way or another. However, he doesn't want to end up paying a bloody fortune for something he says he's not really guilty of.
1: Yeah, stupid police. Just let him off so he can play better footy. (laughs) Look,
0: assaulting. I'm s- pretty sure this bloke's angling to be his, his uh, player representative as well. His agent.
1: Yeah, this is outrageous. Assaulting seven police officers
0: is just a bit of a
1: hiccup. In AFL, <laughs> he'd be given the keys to the city. Let him let him free. Free Curtis Scott. Hashtag free Scotty.
0: <laughs> uh, Nick Cotric has signed with the Bulldogs on a three-year deal worth an estimated 1.8 million dollars. The tug of war between Canberra and Canterbury ended when the Raiders pulled their offer on Thursday night after a 21-year-old asked for more money. After a long negotiation period, the Bulldogs look to have finally landed their first major signing from a rival NRL club with their $3 million war chest.
1: Yeah, Canberra is saying that he asked for more money, but Kotrick and his manager are saying money had nothing to do with it. He's going to the dogs for
0: a challenge. And then we all laughed and laughed. <laughs> Uh, the Seagulls are set to be dealt another blow with uh, legal solicitors Aden Fanur and Blake to uh, miss next week's clash with the Cowboys due to his stance on flu vaccinations. It's a big blow for the already struggling Seagulls who have been slipping down the ladder without stars Trevojevic and Walker. Uh, at the moment, the flu vaccination is compulsory, uh, Des Hasler told reporters on Friday. When asked if it meant Fanur Blake would be unavailable, you pride, that's correct. Uh, Fanua Blake said the club had to support his personal des- decision, even if it meant him missing the game. I had a word with Des, and he's definitely not pressuring me to make any decisions just because we're playing up there in Townsville. Uh, Fanua Blake said to the Sydney Morning Herald last week ahead of the Cowboys game.
1: Yeah, Des would be stoked with this decision. Uh, but he should just go to uh, Cartwright's doctor. That's where I go now when I'm chucking <laughs> a sickie. That doctor will write any kind of bullshit on a certificate.
0: Parramatta and uh, Ryan Madison have both moved to categorically deny he fired a brutal parting shot at his former club, the West Tigers, upon leaving them last year. The Sydney Morning Herald reported on Saturday in an article that claimed Madison told the Concord Club, you'll never win a grand final, I want out of here. Madison left the Tigers on bad terms last year amid a reported falling out with Coach Michael Maguire, but he says the quote, supposedly sourced by the Herald for an anonymous Tigers person, never came from his mouth or from him at all. Yeah, well,
1: I've got it on good authority that when he said to Tigers management that he wanted out, the dum-dum was being quite literal. He was walking around aimlessly and couldn't figure out how to open the door (laughs) of the boardroom. I want out. But this is great. This is adding a bit of spice to what will be a grudge match against Mitch and Dum Dum on Thursday. Should be a great game, and whoever leaked this to the press is a genius. You're welcome. Johnson up.
2: <laughs> For the heavyweight championship of the world. This is a famous victory.
0: Sports News. <laughs> AFL, hashtag talk other games down. And Fair Deacon, the Sydney uh, AFL sides, couldn't beat time with a stick, let alone another football team at the moment. Uh, the GWS Catholic Giants went down to Brisbane, 88-68 or something. And the Sydney Swans went down to the Gold Coast Suns. That's right, the Gold Coast what? Suns.
1: 92-60. to 60. You're joking. I didn't see this. I offered to my next-door neighbours back lawn for them when this was on. <laughs> we lost was to the, the Suns. Was, was,
0: was, what would you say? You cut your neighbour's grass. <laughs> we lost to the Suns. What is
1: going on in that competition?
0: AFL, hashtag talk other games down. Collingwood President Eddie Maguire believes the AFL is headed for financial disaster, his words not mine, as the competition continues to battle the coronavirus epidemic. On Wednesday afternoon, AFL Chief Executive Gillian McLaughlin uh, confirmed Brisbane would become the new home of football with victorious clubs to call Queensland home for the rest of the 2020 regular season. Last week, all 10 Victoria-based clubs escaped Victoria, I mean, half their luck, before the border with New South Wales was shut and the league has now confirmed those clubs were now facing 10 weeks on the road. McLaughlin estimated the mass relocation would cost the AFL approximately $3 million a week, which would total... $30 $30 million over the 10 weeks, obviously. Yeah, that's although he felt Well mi-
1: done. Did you have to although, use a
0: calculator for that? Although he felt migrating to Queensland was the best option for the AFL, Maguire conceded he thought the move would be a financial disaster. It's such a financial disaster for the competition, but now it's a matter of just getting the season away as best we can.
1: Yeah, you've got to feel sorry for them. The AFL just lurches from one hiccup to the next, don't they?
0: Yeah, it's all about hiccups. AFL, hashtag talk other games down. The Adelaide Crows are reeling from fresh accusations surrounding the infamous 2018 preseason camp that continues to haunt the under-fire club. The latest claims follow an explosive report earlier this month that detailed the extreme measures taken during the camp run by Queensland-based consultancy firm Collective Minds. Uh, the report revealed the claims of one insider who said he can recall that some players were told the playing group needed to form such a tight bond so tight that if a teammate slept with your wife it would be okay and let's face it in the afl world that's not unheard of the insider says it's hard for players to remember exactly what occurred on that that camp because of the trauma they all were faced with
1: yeah well a spokesman for the group collective minds uh, former kangaroo player wayne carey has denied <laughs> denied these accusations. But that uh, pre-season camp was woeful. I read an article about it and it was absolutely disgraceful. Whoever came up with that idea is a jerk.
0: Rugby, hashtag talk other games down, Rugby Australia is on its knees after an alarming report revealed the desperate state of the game's broadcast deal negotiations. Having put together an on-the-run one-season deal with Fox Sports to broadcast the Super Rugby Australia season between all the Australian teams, Rugby Australia is staring at the bleak reality of a further reduction in the game's value to potential broadcast partners. According to an exclusive report in The Australian, Rugby Australia is facing a confronting future with a domestic rugby competition likely to be worth no more than $10 million per season. Wow. The... The NRL's previous broadcast deal with Channel 9 and Foxtel before Chairman Peter Volandi's renegotiated extension during the Coronavirus 4 season suspension earlier this year was worth $360 million a season. (laughs) The grim outlook for the 15-sided game means the sport is facing a broadcast deal worth around $20 million per year with the Wallabies test matches reported to be worth the extra $10 million. The estimated value is reported to be worth $15 million per year less than the original... $35 35 million dollars per year that FoxTel originally tabled to former Rugby Australia chief Raylan Castle in November last year.
1: Yeah, I was reading an article today from December last year and speculation was that Rugby Australia could receive between 30 to 40 million dollars a year. That would be down from their previous 56 million dollars a year deal, but Rugby really thought they could exceed their last deal, and now it's turned into an absolute debacle. 20 million a year is around what they earned nine or ten years ago, and it's nowhere near the NRL deal. Like you said, when Ned Philanders signed the updated deal a few months ago, a few people were scratching their heads, but it seems like a great deal now.
0: Mate, it seems like an absolute masterstroke. The AFL still haven't signed off on a pay TV deal at the moment. You've got um, uh, supercars the as well. You've got Raylene Castle walking away from a $35 million offer that has now been downscaled to around $10 million. (laughs) They'll be dead set building statues of Raylene Castle around the NRL um, headquarters in the next couple of years. MotoGP, six-time defending MotoGP champion, Marc Marquez, broke his right arm in a crash at the Spanish Grand Prix on Sunday. His Honda team said that Marquez suffered a transverse uh, fracture to his right humerus and he expected to undergo surgery. The team said the 27-year-old will remain under observation for 12 hours, but no serious head or thoracic trauma was discovered. Um, the team said Marquez's recovery time is yet unknown. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Oh, he bit hard, brother. Oh. to
1: Are you having a function or an event Are you part of a sporting or community group? Do you have a birthday, anniversary, bucks or hens night coming up? Mare Inc. can supply any custom product you can imagine. Custom made t-shirts, aprons, stubby holders, cushions, shopping bags, hoodies, tote bags, vinyl stickers and decals. Or put your business logo on a range of workwear. Go to mareinc.com.au. Whatever the purpose, Mare Inc. has you covered.
0: Yeah, with thanks to Mare Inc. Let's do this, Sid. The drill down. The drill down's back. We'll do five topics this week, and okay, four of them have been pretty big in uh, in and around rugby league. And let's start at number five. Five. Jack DeBellin from the uh, Dragons in the NRL. Yep. Jordan Goey from Collingwood in the AFL. They've both been um, charged with serious crimes. Who has handled these serious crimes accusations better? AFL or NRL? Not forgetting, NRL have stood down uh, Debellin. Yes. And the AFL have allowed Goey to play on. Now, I want to look at both cases. I want to look at which code has handled it better. Okay. Like I said, Debellin from the Dragons. The similarities are they've been arrested for crimes of a sexual nature against women. Both will have their day in court. We're not here to comment on their innocence or their guilt. But in the NRL, De was the first player to be subject to the no-fault stand-down policy which the NRL have brought in place. Requires players to be stood down if they are charged with an offence which carries a maximum prison sentence of 11 years or more. The NRL also reserves the right to stand a player down on the same rules if the alleged crime is against women or children. That'll be on a, a case-by-case basis. Yep. Meanwhile, DeGowie uh, was recently charged on a historic offence from 2015. He's one of two men charged in relation to the incident. Collingwood have said that the matter was investigated by the AFL Integrity Unit and the Victoria Police in 2018, with no charges laid. Um, but earlier this month, Victoria Police charged Dugowie with the indecent res- uh, assault. The Magpies and the AFL have allowed him to keep playing while the legal process takes its uh, course. However, the fact that uh, Dugowie was permitted to return to the footy field raised its head last Thursday night when veteran Channel 7 broadcaster, amongst others, uh, Bruce McAvaney described DeGoey's round six absences a hiccup. Mm-hmm. A hiccup, Said Yeah, a hiccup. of uh, post-match, was then apologised for his slip-up, saying, and I quote, I do apologise. Jordan is facing some serious allegations and it's more than a hiccup and I realise that. So for anyone that's taken offence, I completely understand. Now, that was followed up by a tweet from the official Collingwood account, which celebrated the return of AFL for Dugowie after he was forced to sit down for two weeks when he was summoned to the police station to be charged and therefore he had to break the COVID quarantine bubble. Fox have reported that the Dragons this week will lean on the NRL to let uh, Jack DeBellin back in uh, which goes against their own protocols and they want him back on the field ASAP. Yes. Now I know there's a lot to break down and we don't want to like I said at the start, we there don't is. want to talk about whether they're innocent, no, no, guilty, no, no. it's nothing
1: No. Look the the NRL implemented the so called no fault stand down regulation last year, mm. I believe it was, beginning of last year, to protect the brand of the NRL and it does its job perfectly. You cannot have a player that is up on rape charges running out on the field each week when you play in the NRL there's 101 clauses in your contract much like there is for any employee my only concern with all of this and it's been my concern from the start and I've discussed this with
0: you yeah, many times i think it's worth worthy of note too is that i hope that this
1: clause that they've introduced because they introduced it after the off season from hell at the end of 2018
2: 18, going into yeah, the 19th yeah, season
1: right, yep. So they brought this in on short notice. All I hope is that this clause that they brought in is watertight because with the Bellins case, that's the one we're talking about now, we're about to test whether the NRL no-fault stand-down rule is watertight. If he's found not guilty, then effectively he's been punished by the NRL. He's going to have to sit out at least two seasons for something that the courts may say he is innocent of. His Career will well, prove innocent. They might
0: not even, even have to say that he's innocent. They might not just say, We haven't enough to prove that he's guilty. Well,
1: if that's the case, then I would assume that the NRL is fine. But if he comes out and gets proven innocent, that's where it might be a little technicality that may see DeBellin's legal team go after the NRL for. Not playing State of Origin, the income lost from mm-hmm. that, not being able to play these two seasons and get a big contract. Or attract horses or. All yep. of the above. Now, I'm not saying whether he's guilty or not, or anything at all, or even if these things should be considered by the general public. I just hope the NRL lawyers have got dotted the I's and crossed the
0: T's. Okay, let's assume they have. All right. Yes. Let's just assume that they're. Um, Billy blogs in the NRL and uh, uh, Jordan blogs in the AFL. Oh yeah, similar crimes, similar time periods. NRL says no, you can't play yes. while all this is being heard out and played out in the court of law. Yes, the AFL says play on. In and, your mind, yep. In your mind, who has got it right and who has got it wrong? The NRL
1: has one hundred percent got it right because, as has happened this week. the the AFL commentator had a bit of a hiccup. Like that is, that's front page news now for all the wrong reasons for AFL. Explaining away a sexual accusation as a hiccup is ridiculous. The fact, as you were reading that out there where the, I'm not sure if it was from the Collingwood Football Club, made the announcement that uh, he has been charged with historic offences. Yes. Even that grates on my nerves. This is from twenty fifteen, and they were aware about it in at the latest twenty seventeen. Mm. These aren't historic cases from the nineteen sixties. This no. is a couple of seasons ago. That's right. To, to even word it like that, it seems like the AFL's policy is more to just protect the player, protect the player, and hope it all goes away. Protect but if this brain. guy's running out there each week. Then we have little hiccups like McAvaney saying stuff like this, and it brings it all out in the open. It's bad for the AFL brand. With DeBellin, he is still getting paid this whole time. They're extremely serious charges, and the NRL cannot have someone running out there representing their game
0: under the cloud of those charges. I am totally on on board with that. Excellent. It's unfortunate. Um, The reality is, but it's got this far... Because the seriousness of the charges and the burden of proof... Uh, sorry, not the burden of proof, but the facts brought to to the prosecutor would suggest that there are charges that at least have to be tested in court. Absolutely. And if they are that serious, then unfortunately for him, whether, he's, whether it's if he's innocent, unfortunately, if he's not innocent, stiff shit, unfortunately, he's going to have to sit down Them's wait, the rules wait and wait them out.
1: And I like the NRL rules.
0: Yeah, and because, like, can you imagine if he was playing right now? Can you imagine... Trying to attract women to watch the game. If we're celebrating some bloke who's been accused of these serious charges, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. No, I mate, totally I, agree. And I, 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 for St George fans, they're probably the ones that actually suffer the most out of this. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. On in a itself. separate
1: note, I don't think he should be training with the group, nah, just for St George's case. Yeah, like I get it that they're probably contractually obliged, and under these rules, they still got to pay him and whatnot. But uh, I think he's too close to the playing group. In all this drama. Four.
0: Smokies to make the eight.
1: Yes. Well, I think the top four teams so far this year have been the Roosters, Storm, Parramatta, and Penrith. Even though that's not the way the tables run at the moment. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the rest is up for grabs. The Knights and the Raiders currently complete the top six, but both those sides have their issues. I'm not going to go into those now, but let's assume... That top six remains. That leaves two spots definitely up for grabs. And the only teams that can earn a top eight spot out of the rest for me are the Tigers, Bunnies, Sharks, Manly and St. George. Mm -hmm. And for me, out of all of those, the Smokies are the Sharks. Mm. I actually went on the NRL ladder predictor today. Which is very scientific. Well, I was going to (laughs) say just using current form as my guide and I didn't put any score lines or whatever, so there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. But my top eight turned out Panthers being minor premiers, Mm -hmm. Roosters, Storm, Eels, Mm -hmm. Raiders and Knights, and the Rabbitohs and Sharks rounding out the top eight. With Manly and the Tigers, typically the Tigers (laughs) finished about ninth. Now, in all of this, the Tigers play the Sharks, Bunnies and Manly, so if they can knock all of those three off, then the Tigers... Deserve to be there, but my smoky is the Sharks. That's what you asked. If they can get some momentum and have some luck with injuries, which they haven't had lately, no, they're my smoky. The destiny's in their own hands, I believe.
0: I'm going to look at the 9, 10, and 11 teams. Yep. Uh, I'm going to look at them in a, in a different order, but the Dragons are ninth at the moment. They have in the next 10 rounds the Sharks, the Rabbits, the Roosters, the Eels, the Broncos, Titans, Cowboys, the Raiders, the Knights, and the Storm. Now, I went through those and I gave them roughly, I think I gave them five and five, Yep. which will put them on just under a winning percentage, which as we've discussed before, you might need a winning percentage to to get in.
1: I should have checked that when I did the ladder predictor, whether seventh and eighth had a positive outcome. But anyway, keep going. The
0: problem with that is it's the Dragons.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: So anytime you go, well, they'll win this week, so we'll give them that win, they're the ones they lose. Lord knows they're the ones they lose. They nearly got beaten by the dogs on the weekend. Let's not forget. Yes. Um, only that dogs couldn't kill a game that, that let them back in it. But they do have a fair draw. They have a good draw, mate. Um, I, I'm like I don't want to go through every game individually, but no. I think they'll beat. I think they can beat the sharks. I think they can beat the rabbits. The Titans they should beat. The Cowboys they should beat. Mate, depending on where the Raiders are in a month or two's time, they could either be have a few blokes back or they could be even further in problems. And that's what everyone's
1: saying, that the top four, top six is 100% stained. in stain. Don't know about that. Yeah. There's Don't a lot of water that. to go under the bridge yet.
0: Mate, the, 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 like touch wood for the Raiders fans, they only need two more injuries and, mate, you can write the season off. Yeah. Um, the Sharkies, let's look at the Sharkies. They're currently ninth. They were no chance four weeks ago. No, so no, that's they, why they're my smoky. No chance, but they have a quite a. Well, they've got a, a very generous draw. Dragons, they'll beat maybe. I just said the dragons will win that game, but whatever. <laughs> um, but when they've got uh, Broncos. They should beat the Titans, the Cowboys. They should beat all of them. Uh, they place the Panthers. where depend. You know they they'll struggle against them. They've also got the Warriors, the Knights, the Roosters, and the Raiders. So again, they might go five from five. Five and five there, yeah. which are seabold numbers, I admit. Um, so they're also a smoky. I agree with what you said. Manly are the only other ones that I think are a sniff outside the eight. They're 10th. Injuries are dead set cruelling at the moment. But you okay, but you, then they won this week. And you can't give up on Hasler's side. You can't. They show resilience like they did against Parramatta on the weekend. They have a a, a moderate draw. Cowboys, Warriors, um, and then they place uh, and. Oh, then the Titans and then the Warriors again. So they play the Warriors, play the Warriors twice more this year. And the Warriors seem like they're on a bit of a slump, but they do have a couple of tough ones too. They have um, the Tigers. The, <laughs> they have the Tigers. <laughs> they have the Storm. They have uh, the Knights. Yeah, look, Merly could make it of those three. I just get the feeling. Nah, Dra- I've
1: got them finishing ninth.
0: Dragons fans, they're a sniff. And unbelievable, unbelievable.
1: I know, Dragons and Sharks, a few weeks ago, could have written your own ticket.
0: Yeah. Now, who drops out of the eight? Well, going off this week's current eight, right now as we speak, I'm not convincing the Rabbitohs, neither are you. No. Um, The Raiders obviously are battling injuries. They say they're getting Bateman back this week. Um, But geez, it's like they're being held together by um, sticky tape and paddle pop They're hanging
1: in there, though. The tide and could turn for them, or it we, could turn bad.
0: We all know the Tigers will run ninth.
1: Yeah. Three.
0: All right. If, and there's a big if on this now. Yes. As reported, Brisbane have given Seabold an ultimatum to win five games for the rest of the year, or he's cooked. Yep. What does that say about the club?
1: Well, it says the club is currently cooked. Uh, we kind of mentioned this uh, earlier on in the podcast. If uh, If there's an issue with the coach... It could be one of two issues, right? Either he's no good at coaching or his players aren't playing for him. That seems to be the scenario right now. Mm. And if the players aren't playing for him and you say, well, you've got to win five games to keep him, they'd be <laughs> running dead. And they look like they are running dead already. It's a, That's what it's just a, a you- ridiculous
0: situation. i just send you off here. If you've if if, as uh, rumours have it, at least twenty five percent of the players up there actually don't have a lot of time for Anthony Seabold. Yeah. If they hear so if we only lose <laughs> six games and win four for the rest of the year. He's gone. Yeah, and I've got three years left in my contract. Exactly.
1: Interesting. Yeah, if I'm on the outer with C bomb sucked yeah. in C bomb. Yeah, he throwing passes over the sideline. But uh, what it says about the Broncos is that they are in a whole world of pain because they've. This is his second year, so he's a year and a half in on. Yep, on, on a, a, a contract that's worth five or six years. They they're not mentioning that six year in his favor anymore. No. They've hidden that. Um, I don't know. They've either got to just come out and say, no, he's the coach, which they kind of have done today. They well, said he'll still be there at the end of the year.
0: The problem with all this is, this is exactly what you're about to well, say. Or you
1: bite the bullet and pun him.
0: I don't think the left hand has what the right hand's doing it. The Broncos, no. you've got other blokes saying there is no performance clause. Then you've yeah. got some blokes going, yeah, there's a performance clause. Then you've got the media coming out and saying, we've just been told from within the Broncos, he's been given an ultimatum, five games or he's done. Yep. What happens if it's four games in a draw?
1: Yeah, well, it's re- – but even uh, – That's how, madness. How many games have they won this year? Oh, three. three. So they're saying, best case scenario,
0: We're they win
1: it. eight games in a year and that's that's a good effort. No, that's dumb.
0: I agree with what... They Mark- should
1: be saying, mate, you got to win 11 out of these last 10. It's not been good enough. No. So if it's not good enough, either you change the roster like Gus Gould was saying last night. He said, I feel sorry for him. He looks broken and he just doesn't have the cattle there mm. to get himself out of it. So you've either invested for five or six years to bring these young blokes through and buy big name or not big name players, but experienced players to guide them through over the term of his contract or... You freak
0: out and think, we've only won three games, let's sack him. Do one or the other. Mm. I agree with what Laurie Daly said this week. This is the epitome of amateur hour from apparently one of the NRL heavyweight clubs, Sid. I use those air quotes. Um, Now, uh, are they now that uncertain, unsure of themselves at board level? And this is the Broncos, don't forget, that they can't even make a decision themselves. They're almost leaving it to the hands of fate. Ooh, if you win five, ooh, you keep your job.
1: Well, they let the whole team coach last
0: week. Mate, that is madness. And Seabold's been running behind the excuse of, we're building a club for the future. You know, he has been saying, we're running a lot of young blokes, blah, 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 blah. That's correct. say the course. Listen, we can argue that whether that's right or wrong. But is he supposed to now throw all those plans out the windows, out the window and try and win five games to save his job?
1: Exactly. It's madness. You either got to shit or get off the pot. Either let him do his job or pay out the money and later. say, you know what, we cocked it up.
0: And what, like you said, why is five the magic number? Yeah. Are they now just accepting mediocrity in, in Brisbane? And what if like I said, what if what if they do win four and have a draw? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see what happens there. That's <laughs> gonna be fantastic. Now their final ten games in which they have to win five. Storm, wouldn't no. think so. <laughs> Sharks, in can't current see form, it. no. Bunnies will be interesting. It's Seabolt oh, versus Bennett. Yeah,
1: there's no way Bennett would let him win. Raiders. Jeez, that's a tough draw.
0: Dragons. They could beat the Dragons. Roosters. No. Penrith. No. Titans. Traditional struggle against them lately. Yeah, maybe. Eels. No. Nah. Cowboys. There's three. There's that's, maybe three games there. So They're going to find two more somewhere. But they
1: could turn it around, Former. They only got beaten 48-0 last week. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> press the button. Let's move on. Two. Is David Fafita worth the one point two five million dollars a year the Gold Coast are offering? And name the players you think are worth a million a year.
1: Well, straight off the bat, no, he's <laughs> not. He's not worth one point two five million. Uh one point two five million on a forward who is only twenty years old is too much. He's only played 37 games over three years. And he's—I did this this afternoon. His average running meters over those three year, three years, three blah, three seasons, yep. he averages one hundred running meters per game. Pretty good. Compare that to Taumalolo; he has an average of one hundred and eighty-eight running meters over a six-year career. Taumalolo is Tal worth Malolo, more than Fafita.
0: Taumalolo has one advantage over that. What? He's the only forward in that squad.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> but if. For feed worth 1.25 million. Tal Malolo is worth more. In fact, whatever Taumalolo is on right now, I'm not sure. It's about a million bucks. Nine fifty, I believe. Yeah, that's what the highest-paid forward should be paid.
0: Best forward in the game.
1: He's the best forward in the game at that price. If Taulmalolo is worth a mil, no forward is worth 1.25. Let me put it that
0: way. Well. I'll go back to my. Original. Or maybe a
1: hooker if you're including a hooker as a forward, but no, yeah, no front rower, no well, yeah, second rower, that's no different. lock.
0: I'll go back to the original question: Is David fulfilled? worth the 1.25 million a year. The no. Gold coast offering? no. But he's he does seem, or he does have the potential to be a very, very good player, like top echelon. Yeah, potentially for the next decade, because he is only very young. Now the only contract for a running forward that is of that similar money as, as you said, the great Jason Talalaylo, your boyfriend, love him. Uh, <laughs> now while that looks to be a, a, he looked to be a decent signing. The problem with signing impact players like these guys is that they are playing in positions that are susceptible to injuries.
1: Absolutely. So and you that's roll the, case the dice with there. Absolutely. He's, like, he's, he's got only a Martin, played Martin two Lange games style, this year.
0: Martin Lang style sidestep. Yep. Um, now before you all start with using examples like Turbo as injury prone backs. Yep. I realise that. But forwards get hurt and they get old quicker than backs. So this is serious money for a bloke whose body is likely to still be developing too. That's the I, other. I thing.
1: also think though that front row forwards are better, slightly older than 20 years of age. Oh, absolutely. Like he will only get better. He should not be getting paid 1.25 as healthy. a 20-year-old. If he stays healthy at 24, 25, 26, he could be earning Bitcoin, but not now.
0: No. Bitcoin, but go on. Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, he could be getting Bitcoin.
0: now. (laughs) If he went
1: to the Roosters, he'd be on all sorts of deals.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 400000 and some Bitcoin. Um, In the Titans' defence, this is the position teams like the Gold Coast, the Dogs, and even the Warriors probably find themselves in, they have to offer overs to secure players. Yes. So in that respect, it's probably what they have to offer to get blokes to play there.
1: And that never ends well either, may I say.
0: Very rarely.
1: Now... Especially for a forward.
0: The only other thing that – maybe for other blokes like that, he'll be able to bring other players who want to play with him, younger players. That is
1: players. true. So, But they'd have to be cheap. He's chewing up
0: a fair bit. A massive so, chunk. So is Ash Taylor. So, yeah. Well, there. Do you have a list of all the, uh, yeah, so the big he, money players? Here's the top 11. I don't know why it's in top 11. Top 11? That's right. But uh, Equal 10. <laughs> We're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, Here's the top 11 earning players for this year.
1: All right, I'll tell you if I'll they're go, worth it or not. I'll
0: go to the back end. Okay. Tal Malala's on 950. Yeah. Agree? Worth oh, it? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely worth it.
0: Sean Johnson's on a million. No. No, I agree. Ash Taylor's on a million. No. <laughs> it's a no from me. Unless there's three of them. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Mitchell Pierce is on a million.
1: Mitchell Pierce is a strange one for me. Now they're. Is it the dog thing or. <laughs> <laughs> like it, see, when I said if you're going to pay for feeder, one, like, like you said, some clubs like the Titans and Bulldogs have to offer for feeder
0: yep. 1.25 mil. Yep.
1: But that's for a forward. If you're paying a million bucks on Mitchell Pierce, when he got that contract, Newcastle needed a half. I'm happy to spend a million bucks on a half. Mm-hmm. especially someone that's proven like that. Mm-hmm. So in Mitch's case, I'll give that a tick. That's okay. Because they got Ponga out of it maybe.
0: Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in It's a been worth it. I'm on the fence with Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. On his good day, mate, there's – and the problem is too, saying all this, there's probably – I've said this a couple of times in the last couple of weeks to a few people I've been talking to not on this show. I reckon there's six decent halfbacks in the whole comp. Yep. So, all of a sudden, the premium is in halfbacks. So, you've got to pay a little bit more for a halfback. Yes. So, I,
1: know, just, I have a real, real problem with the million dollar mark. Like, I, I'd pay Mitchell Pierce close to a million. But
0: once you once hit that million, you just think, yeah. oh, are we getting value? You're about to get horrified. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Pierce is on a million. You say yes. I say maybe.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit of a maybe there.
0: Tedesco's a million.
1: Yes, I'll give Tedesco a million. hundred yep. percent.
0: Yeah. Um RTS is one point one. No. See so I disagree. Yeah. I think without him, the Warriors would be even will be a lot further down the hole that, that without is, him.
1: That is probably true. And I but think But again, to- like I'm saying, with the Bulldog's example, if they go out and spend all this money on a Fafita, it's not going to improve their club to the point that it was worth one point two five million. Though a shek is a perfect example. They're chewing up a lot of money, whereas they probably should have spent it on cheaper players across different positions.
0: I agree, but what I'll say about Tuavasa shek is two things. Apparently, a hell of a good trainer these yeah, days. Yes, that's good. Right, which is a good thing, especially for the Warriors, who are yep. notoriously not great trainers. Yeah. Second of a all,
1: bit racist, but whatever. No,
0: no, no, no. Just a culture thing in the yeah, club itself. Culture, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> in the club, not as in a race. No, I
1: know what you're saying. It's true.
0: Second of all, he. I've never ever thought is he only half-assed that game.
1: No, I'll give you that. Even in
0: flogging, so you go well. Two of us, a Shex run for two hundred and twenty meters. That
1: is true. But when he signed for the Warriors, the were a
0: player in a couple of years ago.
1: Well, there a flood of players that followed followed him over there. Is he someone you can build a club around? And that's where when it ticks over that million dollars, that's where I want those extras.
2: Mm,
0: I think he's a bloke that a lot of blokes would want to play with, especially young Kiwi guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not convinced. Cameron Smith. Oh, so I'll say, I'll so say Tedesco yes. is on
1: a million and Tuovasashek is on 1.1. I know which one I'd prefer.
0: I'll tell you what, 1.1 in Auckland, buy a lot better house than Hell one yeah. In, in Bondi. If I was
1: him, I'd be saying, I miss my family, I'm going home, live in my mansion. <laughs> um, Cameron Smith's on 1.1. Yeah, sure he is. He's probably on, <laughs> probably on 10.1. Bitcoin. But, but yeah, you can't deny. He's... Uh, legend of the game. We can talk he,
0: about it. I think he's the best player in the game.
1: Yeah. So he probably deserves to be the top of the list. What number is he on the list? Have you lost count? He's not the top, is he? No, there's still three to come. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, hit me. Ben Hunt. What are you saying? His name in this list? <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> is he calling me rhyming slang? Oh, sorry. Are, you, are you throwing a name at me?
0: I've skipped forward to the next point. What? No, sorry. Yeah, Ben Hunt, 1.2 million.
1: Yeah, look, again... This is when clubs. It's not the pay. players' fault. No, no, no. That's not what this we're saying. This is again this common theme where a club pays overs. In this case, at least they did it for a half. But uh, well, he's it, it has. Well, he's, a, he's, he's the, the best, he best was number. on the bench last week. The best week. number fourteen. On
0: the,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it hasn't panned out that he's worth one point two. No, I'll, I'll rue that. Decision. He's not. He's not
0: worth one point two. No. Kieran Ford. No. <laughs> hey, I haven't wow. given you a price yet. No, what's
1: he earning if it's more than 1.2? It's 1.2. Wow.
0: Look what he's done to turn around the doggies. I mean, again, effort player, plays plays with his heart on his sleeve. He's playing oh, on one. So could
1: I, six times a year. He's playing on one <laughs>
0: leg. Um, and he's always a chance of breaking down like a bad horse. They're talking about re-signing him next year. Yeah, for
1: 300. You reckon it'll be for 300? Yeah. That's what I believe they've got. So, been. how many years has he been there? this be three, Three, four, three, three years, years
0: or 12 games, depends on how you're looking.
1: Yeah, so if you average it out, if he gets 300000 next year and 50 bucks the following year, has it been worth it over the five? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a terrible story.
0: No. And that's yeah, not, that's a big that's no for me. That's just injury. It's not, it's not effort or anything oh, like
1: yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I don't blame any of these players for getting what they can. and um, Yeah. The player managers are geniuses. You know how much I love player managers.
0: <laughs> now, the final, the number one player, and I spoke to you about this yesterday, and you were like, what? This bloke is on $1.3 million a year, according to uh, this list that I got off the internet, which makes it right. Yeah. Daly Cherry Evans.
1: Yeah, the what bit was... <laughs> I, I knew that, because he, he famously signed that contract when he were an egg from the Titans... I knew it was over a mil. I didn't know he was the number one paid player in the game. He is not the number one player in the game. No. And this... He's a very good player. He is a very good player. Last year, he really stood up, had yes, a great season. I totally agree. Um, he... I don't know. I'm on the fence with that one. The prob- well, you i the think, problem with that uh, is... I think the issue with Manly is that they've got...
0: Too much in three one area. Or,
1: yeah, three or four superstars that chew up a bulk of their their salary cut. That becomes an issue, but Cherry Evans, yeah, I'm on the fence about that one. He deserves probably a mil when you're talking about all these players, but 1.3—that's a big jump.
0: Okay, let's talk about players that you think might be worth a million. Talmalolo, you said, yes. What about Tedesco? Yes. Yes. What about both both Um, I mean the, the injuries are a bit
1: scary, yeah. especially for Tommy. Yeah, it is a bit scary. And this is where it becomes a problem, like I said, when you've got DCE as number one and you pile it in two million for those two.
0: Well, these, these, these aren't official figures.
1: No, I know. These, but are, they, these
0: are my... They have been talking about 2.1, 2.2 for those two players. Which I think the Bulldogs tossed at him. I'm not sure that's what they took at Manly. I think they took less unders for Manly. Yeah. But when they they leave Manly,
1: it'll free up five million of their salary
0: caps (laughs) mysteriously. Yeah, Um, I think if you could get both, of if say if the Bulldogs they wanted them, they spoke to them, they had a crack at them. If they could pay two million and get both of them, a million
1: each, there goes their three million war chest. But it's a good, it's a good. No, that's true. It's a good guess. Yeah, if you could get both of them,
0: go and watch. Go and watch Jake play, and tell me anyone that tries harder than him.
1: Yeah. but one's a back and one's a forward. If Perfect. You were, if you are talking about the two Burgeye, then no. No. It's too risky, even though we know Tommy T is a injury risk. But yeah, if a club's going to throw big money and getting both those players, then yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree.
0: Cameron Smith? Worth uh, the money?
1: Uh, yeah, he's worth the money. I I worry that Cameron Smith is going to go on next year. I worry... We hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry Grant would stay. That would be great, but yeah, I don't know why he would want to go on another year and chew up all that money in their unlimited salary cap down there. But uh yeah, he's he's worth what he can get.
0: What about the s- Strawberry Thick Shake man? Ponder. Yeah, that's an interesting one. He um I believe he's about to sign or ha- oh, sorry, he has signed for 1.2. Yeah. For next year on.
1: Like I get it. Um but is he worth one point two? He's been in up and down form, if you believe the media. But uh, I, yeah, yeah, I'd say he is.
0: Yeah, see, I, I couldn't, I couldn't come at one point two. I the, think my one point two is your one. When I get to one point two, I think, oh jeez, yes, he probably will be one of the best in the comp. Yep. But one point two, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't think I could come at one point two for him. Yeah. You get two very special players for one point two million. No,
1: that's very true. Uh, and finally, but th- that's not him moving to another club and then paying over. No, no, he, no, no. He's there. They've invested in him. They got him relatively cheap for how he's turned out. Mm. So it's good for Newcastle at that price, hundred percent. Yep. If West Tigers were offering him like to beat that, if West Tigers were offering one point
0: three, I'd be like, Ugh, I don't like it. Sketchy, yeah. Yeah. And what about DCE? Is he worth the 1.3? Yeah, I think he is. Would you pay 1.3 for him to come to the Tigers? No. <laughs> <laughs> one. Our number one topic this week. Yes. Let's end on a bit, bit uh, of a light topic. Because I'm going to give you every red-blooded male, heterosexual, every lady who likes boobs, <laughs> I'm going to give you the greatest YouTube YouTube channel. In the history of YouTube.
1: Okay, good.
0: The only thing I'm scared about is is if I let everyone know and it starts getting huge hits, they could take it down. But whatever. (laughs) I'm willing to take that risk. That's why you
1: watch it for the huge (laughs) hits.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Give me your top three YouTube channels.
1: Okay, so I've like you're going to obviously peak with the Rudy one, (laughs) I've done the same. It's not rude. If you want to sit there and watch something with your missus, go down a rabbit hole and see the funniest pommy comedians – and on the sly, suss out the good sort that is Rachel Riley. Look up 8 out of 10 cats does Countdown. That's that is a great channel.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Once you get past Jimmy Carr's laughing,
1: yeah, no, even and you wonder cool. whether
0: that's real or not.
1: Mate, you can sit there and lose a whole afternoon. Absolutely.
0: That I genuinely have lost afternoons. It watching is that, funny. Watching that channel. All right. Who else?
1: Oh, okay. So for music, yep. I always go and watch Howard Stern. That's Sirius. Sirius XM. That? Sirius XM. Sirius XM is his uh, digital radio channel, and he puts some of his stuff up on YouTube. He gets massive bands in his studio, and he just talks to them like he's a massive fanboy and doesn't have any idea about music. Go and, and the, watch... Um, the bands feel a bit awkward, but they play live, and it's sick.
0: Go and watch Metallica play on that channel when they play it live in studio. Yep. And after they finished, I think it was Master of Puppets, he just looks, stops, there's a little bit of silence, and he just goes... Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pearl. He loves it. And, and, and if you like good music, and you like people who appreciate good music, also I'll say uh, honorable mention there is uh, live with Jules Holland.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, always good.
0: Yeah, you've got, you've just got to pick the items. But see, out of that Howard part.
1: Stern, you can get uh, Jules Holland anywhere. Howard yeah. Stern's a bit more discerning of what he what he puts up there, and it's yeah. always good. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to finish with tits and ass as oh. well. <laughs> So for tits and ass and midgets, <laughs> look up Brazilian waterslide game show, Drowning Goose. Just go on YouTube that, then go down the rabbit hole of Brazilian waterslide games, and oh, it's
0: fantastic. I think we've used footage of that for one of the. Oh, live we shows. did it one of our
1: live shows. We put it up. It's tops.
0: Right, I'm going to give you the top. My top three YouTube channels. Hit me. Dead Frank. Oh, now you I'm. love that guy. He's one of the best Southeast Asian Aussie travel vloggers on the internet. There's a few of them, believe it or not. He's funny. He's interesting. He's Australian as they come. But he's currently in hibernation. Uh, who knows whether he's going to make any more videos. But go back through his back catalogue. He's a funny bugger. But honourable mention, if you like something like that and if you just want to see people travel around the world and right now, that that's as close as you can get yeah, to travel. as
1: good as it's going to get.
0: Check out a bloke by the name of Harold Balder. B-A-L-D-R. I don't, I don't know if you've got good.
1: a bigger horn for dead Farang or Malolo sometimes. <laughs> nah, you Talmolo. love that guy.
0: <laughs> Frank's cool, but... Um, what else you got? I might be giving a bit away here. I'm a little bit too much away here. But Steve the Bartender is one of the great YouTube channels. If you want to watch any cocktail, how to make any cocktail on earth, watch Steve the Bartender. He's an Australian bloke. Yeah, he's tops. He's very cool. But He got a little bit
1: hammered the other day. when He,
0: he got smashed making daiquiris <laughs> yeah, that and was loved it. Now, if, I'm going to say you're welcome before I even give you the name of this last YouTube Mate, channel. Mate, you
1: showed me this last week and to you're all a, our listeners, were you astounded? You are welcome. This is Fantastic.
0: <laughs> But if you are not following (laughs) Lingerie Lowdown, you know what you're missing and I can't help you. Lingerie Lowdown is the greatest YouTube channel in history. You are very, very welcome. It's
1: for our lady listeners. It's very helpful for you ladies.
0: I expect a free beer from everyone who now goes and finds Lingerie Lowdown. The Drill down. Need a sparky
1: Then make the call To NDF Electrical Do you need electrical work done? NDF Electrical Provides expert service and advice On a wide range of commercial And residential projects With over 23 years experience NDF Electrical have you covered For all your electrical needs From the Gold Coast, Tweed Heads, Byron Bay And everywhere in between For a free quote go to ndfelectrical.com.au. NDF NDF Electric
0: car With thanks to the number one electrical company in all the world, after we've just talked about the number one YouTube channel in all the world, <laughs> it's time for this.
2: We all want you to go grab a
1: mirror. We're all hoping that you'll change your way. And no message to be any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look
2: at yourself and make a change.
0: Yes, it's time for Grab A Mirrors. Uh, don't forget you can reply to my original tweet on seven thirty on a Tuesday, Tuesdays only, with the hashtag hashtag grabamirror, hashtag G A M. Also put out another one around three thirty. Yeah, I'm not up at seven thirty. <laughs> Truth be known, nor am I. Uh, with the hashtag grab a mirror, hashtag G A M. Um Tuesdays only. Tuesdays only. Let me have a crack.
1: Yeah, you go first this week for a change.
0: <laughs> now this this isn't gonna be piss your pants funny. Ah, oh. See, I know that this podcast by blokes, and I would guess say eighty-five percent of our listeners are blokes, probably. So, my grab a mirror isn't going to immediately strike a chord with most of our listeners, but just hear me out. Okay, grab a mirror, Priceline. <laughs> What's that? For those that don't know, I don't know. Priceline is that pink-coloured mega chemist that you see in shopping malls where they sell makeup and chick stuff. Now, ordinarily, a bloke will be in there to buy a rectal cream maybe some frangers, or when you're absolutely completely out of ideas for your missus' birthday. It's a shop that has their lighting level set to welder's flash permanently, and they employ six 14-year-olds all working for about nine bucks an hour. Anyway, this week, the same week that face masks have become mandatory in Victoria, this male no-go zone, uh, this pink hyper-coloured fucking chemist... (laughs) have been found to be pumping their prices on face masks. No. Shoppers have been uh, found that on their website, they are charging $249 for a 50-pack of disposable masks.
1: Is that no good? That's cheap compared to full credit to the boys' masks.
0: (laughs) To add insult to injury, the 50-pack of masks are made in China. Whatever. Now, (laughs) News Limited was so incensed by this apparent gouging of prices that they devoted a whole story to it. Now, I'm pretty sure their crack at Priceline it has nothing to do with the fact that News Limited have an advertising deal with Priceline's biggest competitor, Chemist Warehouse. <laughs> Surely not. Don't be so cynical. Probably just a coincidence. Also, I don't know why the journaler, journo who wrote the story, who goes by the name of Staff Writer, didn't do a Google search like I did and see that Kogan, that absolute myth of a website where everything is heaps cheaper, bullshit, uh, they have 50 pack of masks for $349. Outrageous. Now, while we're on the subject, here's a tip for young players. Never, ever... Give Kogan your email address. Oh really? You think eBay spam you mate, eBay are a bunch of amateurs compared to Kogan. They'll give you you give them your address. Next thing you're getting emails not just from Kogan but from Kogan Health, Kogan Travel, Kogan superannuation, and Kogan fucking funerals. They are <laughs> relentless, Sid. If scientists spend as much energy trying to find a cure to COVID as Kogan do sending emails, we'd all be back having orgies and riding on the Ruby Princess. We need a cure for Kogan. Or having orgies on the Ruby Princess. Whatever. Yeah, that's right. Kogan virus. Now, and here's the question, Sid. Who goes to these shopping websites and sees those pop-up notifications? Someone in Geelong just bought a cricket bat and thinks, fuck, I need a cricket bat. I want one. I mean, I was on it today just to have a look and it said, someone in Oatley just bought a flashlight. Did you go and buy a flashlight? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh, Priceline. price line. That's right. Listen, and I say this with all seriousness. If any company in this country, is found to be fucking price gouging in these unprecedented times. I give permission for all the creditors to go all Minneapolis on them, burn their shops down. Jesus Christ, it's it's hard enough at the moment. People are scared, people are tired, and some people are just wondering how the hell they're going to feed their family. Surely businesses can show a little bit of humanity, and we can have an amnesty on price gouging just for a little while. But if you're a business, and you think there's never been a better time to gouge the public and there's never been a better time to make profit off the scared, the worried, and the tired, can I offer you one piece of advice? Mm-hmm. Up the prices on matches and fire starters. Seriously, if you're going to gouge the public right now, you might want to make a box of matches about 1000 bucks, <laughs> and a box of fire starters about 20000 bucks. And while you're robbing Australians, grab a mirror and smash yourself in the face with it.
1: That's a good point. I just uh, opened my emails while you were talking. And uh, I've got a spam one here. Your flashlight's on its way. No, it says someone's got pictures of my wife naked. It
0: <laughs> oh, has too. It does. I didn't know I said that to you. Yeah. Equal ten. At Jack Joe two four two two eight two five nine. Must have been hard to get that, Jack Joe. Grab a mirror. Fatty's trying to fit into ski boots. You're struggling harder than an Ethiopian with COVID and it's hard to watch. Hashtag fly ridden, hashtag see it fernwood, hashtag struggle, hashtag Kuma hotspot.
1: Ah, the Kuma hotspot. Is it
0: two O's in Kuma? Yeah. I'm oh, just checking. Okay. Equal 10. 10. At Mace182. Grab a mirror, my mother in law. Does my fuck off and don't talk to me face when I'm <laughs> watching footy really leave much room for interpretation? Do you really want to know about soft tyres or that book golfers carry? And no, I don't like my team losing. Hashtag remote will be aimed at your head next time. Ooh, oh Ooh, that's tough. Can't, Equal can't. 10. 10. We've all thought of it. <laughs> me, you can't say it. <laughs> at M- at MP6868. Hashtag grab a mirror at West Tigers. Hey, Put a minute. For not producing a fan-friendly framed wall pluck to celebrate the recent 48-nil drubbing of the Broncos.
1: That's a good point.
0: Hashtag... Historic moment.
1: They should do that. They should put it on uh, full credit to the boys. dot bigcartel. dot
0: com. Only a flog of a club would do that. Whatever. Good luck, sharks. Equal ten. <laughs> At Latrell's advisor. Hashtag grab a mirror. My parents for listening to the bullshit. Pete Evans has been spewing. You can start getting healthier by not having three bottles of plonk each night, instead of buying all this other shit. Hashtag drink for effect, not taste. Hashtag eating into my inheritance. Hashtag might knock them <laughs> off early. Hashtag. They've had a good run.
1: (laughs) Is that true? You can get healthier by drinking less? (laughs) Who knows? That's a myth. Equal 10. At Lambretta, GP
0: 1971. Grab a mirror of the arse hat that wrote that musical crime against humanity that is the, at Gold Coast Titans, put a minute, victory song. Ah, yeah, it's woeful. I've put out the SOS to at Sid Puntz to rewrite your song as he did for the West Wales Waiters. Only once he has, sh- <laughs> only once he has, should you even think about winning again. Hashtag save a Sid.
1: Yeah, that's probably going to happen. They probably won't win.
0: <laughs> by the time I rewrite their theme tune, get enough time to write equal ten <laughs> a sequel to a Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yep. I reckon, at Midley Mert, grab a mirror at Midley Mert. Who's Midley Mert? Well, it's unacceptable. It took me twelve months to buy a membership. Hashtag be better. Hashtag full credit to McMutt. Are they in a Kuma hotspot? Oh, no. Who knows? You bought, a, you bought a membership back. Thank you. Thank
1: you. You all can. Go to Big Cartel. Equal 10. ten. At Beck Juggs. There is a <laughs> Twitter handle called Beck Jugs.
0: Are you serious? Correct. One, though. Yeah, mad. Hashtag grab a mirror. The ATP tour. Put them in it. <laughs> Tennis players for spreading COVID-19. So many slack court procedures. It would never happen at Royal Melbourne Tennis Club at Lorna Jane. Put a minute. COVID safe Lycra at David Jones. Put a minute. Winter sale should be mandatory. Hashtag Reverend Mirror. Hashtag Novaks. Hashtag DeJoker. Hashtag Ordinary Girl.
1: Very well done. Got all the sponsors in there. So uh, while we're here, should I do me Beck Jugs update?
0: Well, I'd be mad not to. Let's do it.
2: I'm just an ordinary
0: What's, okay. the great, what's the great woman been up to this
1: week? Well, headline number one this week. Mother of four, Rebecca Judd, admits she's feeling clucky in lockdown. Now, I didn't read the article, but come on, Beck. You've had four kids. It's not a clown car. Just stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> article number two. Rebecca Judd reveals she was kicked out of her holiday accommodation for Matt Damon. Sure you were, Beck. <laughs> sure. How many times does she throw up a celebrity? Between uh,
0: between Matt Damon and Snoop Dogg just yeah, taking all the press. There's a
1: million of them. Uh, apparently, Rebecca Judd and her family were said to be holidaying in Dubbo, but got <laughs> got punted for Matt Damon. I didn't read that article either. But uh, article number three: Inside Wag Rebecca Judd's lavish ensuite,
0: oh, including here we go.
1: A, a steel arch door, marble floors, and gold fittings, as she self isolates in her seven point three million dollar mansion. Did you hear? What was in that ensuite suite former? Steel, arched door, marble floors, gold fitting. No skid marks. <laughs> Did you notice that? No skid marks in Beck yours. Judd's ensuite. suite. And that was this week's Beck Judd's update. I'm just
2: an ordinary girl. Sometimes I'm lazy. I get bored. I get scared. I feel ignored. I feel happy.
1: I get silly. 7.3
0: million. Whatever. <laughs> Equal 10. Another equal 10, eh? We've all got the features on pokies. Uh, at Cyril Sidestep, grab a mirror, me, for not adhering to former legends' mystic horoscopes. As a Gemini man, I was warned to clear my history on the computer. was a little, un- <laughs> was a little uncomfortable sitting with my colleagues looking for a YouTube clip we used at school only to see in my history... Pawned sound clips came up from a holiday <laughs> prank. Hashtag awkward.
1: Yeah, yeah, holiday prank. Yeah,
0: nine. At hey,
1: we're up to nine.
0: At MGras two
1: thousand
0: and five. Hey, MGras, Grab me a Maccas. I've been a lifelong fan. I've smashed thousands of Big Macs, but you got to stop playing that fucking stupid ad of that muppet driving round and round the drive-through to get a coffee and whispering. Ah, uh, drives you insane. That's not how you sell burgers. I bet he's Victorian. Hashtag special sauce. Hashtag love dipping my nuggets. <laughs> Eat. At Ben Pugsley. Hey, Pugs. Uh, hashtag Graham mirror. Siebs, you magnificent bastard. I've hated every success of the Broncos for many, many years. Now you have me enjoying watching them every week for the first time ever. Hashtag contract extension. Hashtag keep picking Milf and Darius. Hashtag barbecues. Hashtag Emily Seabomb. Hashtag Seabold and beautiful. Apparently they've dropped a the winger this week. Big changes up there at the Broncos. <laughs> That'll learn them. Seven. At underscore Joe Hancock. Hey, Joe. Hashtag grab a Mirror NFL player at Patrick Mahomes. Put him in it. <laughs> I'm sure he's <laughs> racing to his notifications on his phone for that. Despite just signing your 500 million US dollar contract, you could have waited just a little longer to put the at Sydney Roosters, to probably table you a, mag- a significantly larger offer while still remaining under the salary cap. Hashtag should have played league. Hashtag always under.
1: Is it true with the Toronto Wolfpack uh, being relegated, maybe getting punted, that Sonny Bill could come back next year? Chance. Or even this year? Chance. To the Roosters?
0: Chance. What the actual... Six. At Graham Gadinski. Grab a mirror, mirror, Moses and bye. You had five conversion attempts in the first half last week and each time you failed to hit the scissor lift suspended behind the goals. I'm disappointed the operator wasn't under threat. Hashtag grab a mirror. Hashtag like the car at the driving range. Hashtag (laughs) full credit to the boys. Sounds like too many T's to me. Five. At Dogstar underscore zero one. Hey, doggy. Hashtag Graham Mirror, chronic toe and shoulder injuries, schoolgirls, coaches, Raylene, Dez, COVID, Coffs Harbour, Kieran Ford, Sharon Woods, Greg Eastwood, CEO Anderson, at what you've done to the at NRL underscore Bulldogs. Grab that mirror, smash it, and eat the shards, you bastards. Hashtag I'm not angry. Nah, they're on the way up. Four. The only way's up. At Joe DeVola, 76. Hey, Joey. Grab a mirror anyone saying the current Broncos situation is sad and they feel sorry for them. Absolutely. Pull your head in. This is the greatest time in rugby league history and we should all feel privileged to be alive to experience it. Totally agree. All right, could I have a go now? Oh, if you must. Grab a mirror America. You have... That's all. Thanks very much, everyone. (laughs) That was pretty good, hey, this See you next week.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) Now, grab a mirror America. You have a new presidential candidate and former... I don't normally talk politics on this podcast, but I am here now to give my endorsement to the new candidate, Kanye West. That's right. Kanye West is running to become president in 2020. And why not? Kanye was born to go into politics. He is so wise former. (laughs) Here's some of Kanye's most intelligent quotes. I am more influential than Stanley Kubrick or the Apostle Paul, or Picasso, and Escobar. In fact, by 50%, I am more influential than Escobar. That's who you want in the White House.
0: Two things I want to know about that. First mm. of all, I get the feeling they're the only four names in history he knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he also said, I am God's vessel, but my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live.
0: I have seen him say so that on
1: stage. He's humble. He'd be great in the White House. He also said, I hate, and this happens to me all the time, man. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh, great. Now i got to be responsible for this water bottle. I don't even know what that means. He's got a kid, right? (laughs) He's he's a clever dude. He says he's like Cyclops when he puts his glasses on. I don't even know what that means. How could Cyclops wear glasses? Anyway... (laughs) And so it was that this week Kanye held his first rally in his attempt to get into the White House next year. His speech was a rambling, emotional, hot mess where he said he was against abortion. He said that any any woman that has a baby, he'll give him a million dollars. He spoke about slaves, homelessness, and corporate greed. That all sounds good. Whilst discussing his massive deal with Adidas at the same time. He stood on stage in a bulletproof vest and didn't have a microphone. People were booing because they couldn't hear him or maybe they were booing because they could hear him. (laughs) He said the next rally, the room would have better acoustics because he will build an incredible stadium from his own designs. He said that God talked to him once when he was sitting in a hotel room in Paris wearing leather pants. Not sure why he (laughs) went into all those details and his laptop went blank and God said to Kanye, if you fuck with my vision, I'm going to fuck with yours, Kanye. He then started crying. This is all in the one speech. God was angry that day. <laughs> he then started, Kanye then started crying and said that his wife, Kim Kardashian, was a genius, but she also wants to lock him up because he's mental. It was an incredible <laughs> speech from a great leader. Grab a mirror, of America. You should be voting this guy in. Quick, smart. Something in there for everyone in this speech. And I think you'd all agree. The world would be a better place with Kanye in the black house <laughs> with a Kardashian as first lady. Grab a mirror. Grab a mirror, America. You are in a whole world of pain.
0: Did you say he was wearing leather pants when yes. his laptop stopped working? Yes. Usually I'm wearing no pants and my laptop stops working. <laughs> Three. At SGRKY One. Hey, Jerky. <laughs> Grab a mirror. Is it just me? Or does it look like at Daniel Andrews MP, put him in it, and at Anthony Seabold, put him in it, and then you put him in brackets, put them in it, <laughs> have the same look about them. Hashtag no idea. Hashtag deer in headlights. Hashtag unemployment beckoning. Hashtag poor defence. Hashtag both want to hide behind masks. Hashtag grab a mirror. Hashtag number one podcast. Good work. I like
1: that last hashtag.
0: <laughs> Two. Get that trending. Uh, at wig lane. Laurie Daly's wig. Hashtag grab mirror Corey Oates. On Friday night, I thought you were the toughest bastard in the world getting up and playing the ball. By Saturday morning, we all realised you're just a winger. Exactly. What <laughs> was, about that scandal? You, it was just a bad bruise. And you were getting it amputated. You were sucking on the green whistle like Asakira in ATM Volume 3. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that a banking movie?
0: <laughs> sure. One.
1: What well, got number one this week?
0: At... FCTTB Stats Lab. Grab a mirror at Andrew Webster 1975. Put him in it. For staying off Twitter for five years, you've come back with better stats than Tedesco on a day out. 3,000 plus followers, five relevant tweets, no errors. Hashtag full credit to the Webster. Good job. We
2: all want
1: you to go grab a mirror. If you want to make the world a better
0: place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Right, since we haven't got a guest this week and we've already done the drill down, we thought we'd debut two segments Mm -hmm. and return another one that uh, a lot of people like. Why not? So, this first segment, it's a brand new Yeah. I thought the other, you know, you've been introducing the podcast with Welcome Australia, Not You, Victoria. Yeah. I like that. I reckon that's funny. So I like saying, I like this whole not you thing. And I thought, there's a segment in that because I'm just absolutely out of ideas. (laughs) So I've written this segment called Not You. Nice. I've I've told you what it's all about. I've got you to write a couple. Yep. But I've also, I've done a jingle. You've done a jingle on your own. I'm the complete package. That's what they call me down um, somewhere. Um, Anyway, let's uh, play the jingle. Yeah, play your jingle. I'm
1: intrigued. Not you. Not you. Wow, you're a good singer.
0: So basically, I'm going to make a statement and we're going to finish it with not you. Okay. I'm on board. Let's do it. First one from me is in these unprecedented times, there's never been a better time to start a podcast, Sid. There's so many new podcasts by some really interesting people out there. Not you, Christopher Pine. (laughs) (laughs) The Pine Times, is it?
1: What is it? The Pine Times. The Pine Times.
0: I'm Christopher Pine. Welcome to the Pine Times.
1: (laughs) All right, I've got one. Right, eh? After the coronavirus lockdown, I'm really happy to have any sport back on TV. Not you, Super Rugby.
0: <laughs> when you see how casual a lot of the younger generation are when they deal with COVID-19, I think they could all look to our older citizens for advice and how to deal with the coronavirus. Not you, Sam Newman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are a number of teams down the bottom of the points table, that can still make the back end
0: of the top eight. Not you, Broncos. <laughs> do your last one because I want I want to do it very, very last.
1: Okay. The Broncos have concentrated on signing all their boom youngsters when they should have tried to mix it up by keeping some of their older stars to guide the young blokes out on the field. Mm. Not you, Darius
0: Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> and my final one. As an absolute desperate punter, I'll take it, take a tip from almost anyone. Not you, Sid. <laughs> I thought we'd also make a return. Well, to... Well, I like that one. You like? You yeah, that's that got legs? Yeah, let, let us
1: know if you reckon that's got legs. This is like non-ratings period where <laughs> studios pitch their
0: ideas. Let not us know if sure you like. Not you. Sure not sure you noticed. Twenty-one episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but only ten rounds of footy. You do the maths. Yeah, we've got a bit to go. I thought we'd bring. What's um, the next segment? Well, I thought we'd bring one of the tried and true favourites. I know a lot of people have actually asked for it. Let's bring back Pornhub comments.
1: Not you, Lynn. You haven't asked for it. Pornhub comments. All right, for those of you that can't remember, Pornhub comments. It's if you go to Pornhub, which is a porn site is former. It? Yeah, <laughs> you can look at uh, Rudy movies and. Uh, <laughs> Go down to the comments because there's some weird people out there and they make some weird comments. Do you want me to go first?
0: Yeah, yeah you go first. These are actual comments right on the bottom yeah, of the video. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is a comment from Sergeant Cockblocker.
0: I think I know that guy.
1: And uh, he puts a comment on this video. Guys, be careful. This video
0: has nudity. <laughs> Good on you, Karen. Speaking of Cockknockers, they there at this. Cockknock69 said on the bottom of the video, there's a fly in my room. He's been buzzing around the entire time. I've had my penis on my hand and it's ruining my mood. <laughs> to which Streetballer replied, Snipe that little fucker with your nut. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. This one's
1: from uh, Death by Bukaki. It says <laughs> Riley Reid is the best thing to happen to black guys since the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs>
0: Jesus. So wise. Um, this one from the horny nun169. Okay, now you've got to listen to this. Okay. This is obviously a comment on what's happened in the video. Okay, so the blonde girl left to do the dishes at 57 seconds and I'm guessing she was upstairs. So at the most, it will take her about 30 seconds to get down the stairs and into the kitchen. That takes us to about a minute 27 when she starts doing the dishes. She then arrives back upstairs at three minutes 33, minus the 30 seconds it would take her to go back up the stairs, which means she did the dishes in one minute and 36 seconds. <laughs> in conclusion, she either didn't do all the dishes or she just broke some sort of world record.
1: She's a keeper. <laughs> Uh, what's this one from uh Bud Bundy? Hm, the bang bus guys make it look too easy when i tr- when I try to pick up chicks in my van, they say things like, Sir, we're just trying to sell cookies or my dad says you're not allowed within a thousand feet of a school. <laughs> Who puts that on porn of?
0: This one from Sleazy G. As an American, I would never let a British lady on top of me in the bedroom, no matter how hot she is. It's been over two centuries, but I still can't trust the British after the War of eighteen twelve.
1: <laughs> this one is from uh, King Rib twenty seven. I don't care if it's fake. Jurassic Park is fake. George is fake. The Shining is fake, and I came in all of those movies. <laughs> That's not right.
0: Feeding Mouth wrote, Is it bad the main reason I clicked this video is because the girl looks like my cousin?
1: Ugh, yeah, it's a bit wrong. This one comes from Dick Cheese 07.
0: This fap is for my grandfather. Miss you, Papa. <laughs> There's some sick people out there. Porky Pig underscore seven wrote, Anyone else get that ad underneath about sticking your cock in peanut butter to make your dick bigger? <laughs> to which Donkey underscore Kang wrote, No. But I highly suggest it. Even if it doesn't make your dick bigger, it's a 10 out of 10 experience. If it does make it bigger, then that's a win-win. And if you have people that live with you and they eat that peanut butter, then that's a win-win unknowing loss.
1: <laughs> you got any more? Nah, that'll do. Okay, that was this week's. Pornhub comments. An oldie bit of goldie. <laughs>
0: Now the final, uh, well, the new segment, second yeah. new segment for the week. I don't know anything about this one. It's called Twitter Shitakis." Oh, okay, all right. And I thought what I thought we'd do is we'll just find uh, a couple of shitarkies uh-huh. on Twitter, yeah, and we'll just let everyone know about them. Might even highlight a couple from our own uh, experiences. Yeah,
1: sure. Do you have a jingle for this one? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not easy, is it? You want me to sing one? No, no. <laughs> Can you do one now? Twitter shiitakes. Leave it with me. If if people like this segment, I'll write one. All right. But never bag me again. It's hard. <laughs> Twitter
0: shiitake. Um, our first shiitake <laughs> comes from... Well, NRL Physio wrote uh, after he replied about some uh, injury that was in the AFL game between Collingwood and the Hawks. Yep. Uh, granted, I didn't have a close look at it, but it looked pretty significant. Four to six weeks, probably best case. To which at RL underscore talk wrote... You watch the AFL, with an angry emoticon, to which NRL Physio wrote, I watch tennis, cricket, rugby union, NFL, NBA, NHL, lawn bowls, and I love them all, to which RL underscore talk wrote, oh, I thought it was NRL Physio.
1: That's a shiitake.
0: That is a shiitake.
1: (laughs) I see where this segment is going. I get it. Have you got one in store, you reckon? Yeah, I've got one. It happened to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. When uh, Josh Reynolds kicked at that ball yep. and accidentally kicked the face of a South Sydney player, I blew up on Twitter and uh, compared that situation with something else. But anyway, it didn't really matter. But someone, some shiitake-loving person <laughs> out there said, that is a send-off. If he did that in soccer, he would get <laughs> six-month ban. Uh, mate, that's a shiitake because uh, we're not playing soccer. There's a lot of things on the rugby league field that if you did in soccer,
0: you'd be banned. Pretty sure if you went for a three-man tackle in netball, you'd get a couple of weeks too. You would indeed. You would. That's a shiitake. Um, the Oracle on Twitter, who's got a shiitake in him, said... <laughs> I like how you're calling him out. I didn't name my person. We might bleep him out. No, uh, we're not bleeping him. I might be in the minority, but give me CO... Sorry, how do I say that? Yeah. Uh... Takiyaho. Takiyaho over J- Jason Talmalolo every day of the week. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. He'd <laughs> prefer to have Takiyaho than your boyfriend Talmalolo.
0: Talmalolo is second the Daly M's. Am I missing something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's playing in a shit team and still stars every week, no matter who they play. And over six
1: seasons averages nearly 200 <laughs> running meters. I've already covered off on this. That's a shiitake. That is a Oracle. shiitake.
0: The final shiitake comes from at Chris Warren NRL. I already
1: know what you're going to say. This is an all-time Hall of Famer shiitake.
0: This is one of the great shiitakes. (laughs) Uh, This is even a magic mushroom in the shiitake world. (laughs) He says, I've bit my lip on this for a while. I get the heat of the battle. I've been there. But with the game under such close scrutiny, is it time to sanction players for dropping on-field F-bombs? My 7- and 11-year-old boys just heard it plain as day. And then he put the Rabbitohs and the West Tigers in it.
1: Yeah, I know the Rabbitohs and West Tigers media managers have read this tweet. Yep, and went straight to the players and said, "Please don't say fuck <laughs> on the footy field." Oh, I probably shouldn't have said it. Does Chris Warren listen?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't think we'd be Chris Warren's cup of tea. Somehow, good.
1: Have- <laughs> that is a shiitake. Uh, this segment might not go very long because <laughs> that guy wins. What a pathetic excuse. So now, when you normally have a segment, this is where you play your jingle and the outro. Have you got it? I'll sing.
0: FC, Fine. 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 All right, Sid, let's do this. <whistles> NRL Round Preview brought to you by Bluebet. Bet Australian, bet with Bluey at bluebet.com.au or download the app today. Yeah, it's uh, NRL Round 11 preview, and it's brought to you by Bluebet. And of course, every week when we preview the round, we get this bloke on. We
1: a up, a He's stat man.
0: It's Andrew Ferguson from Rugby League Project and Fergo on the Freak podcast. And you can find him on Twitter at Andrew RLP. How you, young
2: brother? Okay, thanks, guys. Yourselves? How's yeah, it? Very warm down there in Melbourne? Yeah, it's a nice, warm nine degrees.
1: <laughs> Is it nice with your mask on?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what what mask did you go with? Uh, just the gimp one, as usual. Yeah,
1: that's the one. Just... We're going to get full credit to the boys' mask. and we might send you one.
0: Mate, just a tip. At a highly
1: inflated price.
0: It, it does kick off tomorrow night. Just the red ball in the mouth, that's not going to cut it, I'm afraid.
2: No, sadly. All
0: right, well, let's talk about the footy, and it starts on Thursday night. The Parramatta Reels take on the West Tigers. It is $1.38, the Eels. $2.95, the Tigers with bluebet.com.au. You're back in here, Andrew. What are the stats
2: saying? Um, round 18, 1977 was the last time Parramatta won a game on the 205th day of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything's oh, in our favor this week.
2: They're gone. <laughs> shot. I'm going the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm
1: coming like 120th out of 200 in our tipping comp. I'm going the Tigers as well. That's not saying I'm not confident. I am confident.
0: I'm going the Eels. Yeah, um, fair weather fan. Friday night. Dog. <laughs> coming third in the comp. Yeah, I know. you got to uh, save that. Coming third. Uh, yeah, that's right. On Friday night, sorry, I should say. The first game is the North Queensland Cowboys. They take on the Manly Warringah Seagulls. The Cowboys are $2.20 with blue bet. Manly are $1.65. What are the stats saying here, mate?
2: Uh, the Cowboys' new home ground has seen an average of 48.6 points scored in it per game. Back in mm. the overs.
1: Yeah. Um, That's a good tip for all your punters out there. Gamble responsibly and gamble with Bluebet.
0: Pretty close in the betting margins, mate. Who are you tipping?
1: I'm going to go with Manly. Yeah, I'm going with Manly, but I'm not confident. They're one of those teams. They could come and turn it on Mm -hmm. against someone that you think they should beat. But uh, I don't know. Just.
0: Yeah, look... Might back the Cowboys at home there. Interesting. Brisbane Broncos take on the Melbourne Storm in the second Storm. game. On the Friday night. Now, get this with Bluebet. Brisbane Broncos, if you love a bet and you love making big money and you like the Broncos, get on to Bluebet because they have <laughs> them at $8.50 to beat the
2: Storm.
0: $8.50. Melbourne Storm are six. Andrew, what are the stats saying? Is there any hope?
2: Uh, Cameron Smith has scored 66 points in his last five games at Suncorp, and so have the Broncos. (laughs) Um, The Storm have also won 29 of their last 35 games against the Broncos, which goes back to the 2004 final series.
1: But, 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 but. So they're due. Broncos have to win five, so this will tick one off the list. (laughs) Yeah, Storm will flog them. What do you reckon? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for the Storm to put 60 on.
0: I can't see the Broncos stopping this. If open. the
1: Tigers can put 48 on them, what can the Storm do?
0: And then, mate, if this is a big score, welcome to another week of just shit, Andrew, Anthony Seabold.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Saturday, and the New Zealand Warriors take on the Sydney Roosters. Well, if you like big odds, you can go again for the Warriors. They are $10 to beat the <laughs> Roosters with Bluebet. The, the Roosters are
2: four. Andrew.
0: Is there anything to suggest that the Warriors might win?
2: Uh, Yeah, the Roosters have won just two of their last 12 games at Central Coast, which goes back to 2006, while the Warriors have won three games there just this year alone.
1: Interesting.
2: Are you backing them? Shit, no.
0: Roosters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Roosters. There's no way the Warriors can beat the Roosters.
0: No, we'll be backing the Roosters and doing it. They'll be doing it in style, I'd imagine. Uh, The second game sees the, well, it's the local Derby slash Derby it's the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. $1.78 with Bluebet Other the Sharkies. $2 even are the Dragons. Andrew, what do the stats say?
2: The away team at Cogra has won 61.5% of the last 13 games played there. But who's the
0: away team?
2: Yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a tricky one.
0: That's because the away team has mostly played... The dragons now yeah. Andrew, what are the st- what are you thinking
2: i I 'm thinking the sharks and you know, i wouldn 't be surprised if they put forty on as well, really, uh, my
1: smoky for the top eight was the sharks, and if they 're going to get there they 're going to have to beat the dragons this week, and I think they will
0: yeah, I think the dragons will not be not good enough to beat the sharkies i 'm going to back them, but not in a big margin, I don't reckon. Um, the third game sees the Canberra Raiders take on the South Sydney Bunnies. Um, Bluebet have the Raiders at $1.48. They have the Rabbitohs at $2.60 without Jimmy Jett for the rest of the year, Sid.
1: Yeah, you're just, telling me. just read that.
0: Um, Andrew, what are your stats saying here? What are the, uh, is there anything, any hope for the South Sydney Rabbitohs?
2: Yeah, look, Ricky Stewart has had just five wins from his last 23 games as coach against Wayne Bennett. Interesting. Who do you think going to win? Who do you reckon's going to win? Um, I've, I've gone with the Raiders, but I think it's going
1: to be close. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I keep Death Ride and the Bunnies, even though they beat the Tigers a few weeks ago. But they just don't impress me. But then the Canberra Raiders have been bashed
0: up. 7.30, Geom Cold Stadium. It'll be as cold as a mother-in-law's kiss down there by that stage. Yeah, Canberra. And the Raiders will win, and they'll win, out, win well. I
1: don't think so. I think it'll be close.
0: Sunday, talking about winning well. The Newcastle Knights, they take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Bluebet have the Knights at a dollar fourteen. They have the Bulldogs at five dollars fifty. Andrew, is there any chance for the dogs?
2: Well the dogs have actually got the wood on the, the Knights in recent times, but um 15 What's of the last good? nineteen games between these sides have seen less than forty points scored for the match. Interesting.
0: So you'll be back in the dogs, mate. Interesting?
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> No, no, I'll be going with the Knights here, but I, I don't think the Knights will run away with it either. So you think it'll be unders going off yeah. those
0: stats? What are you tipping? Yeah,
2: I'll
1: go with 20-12 to, to the Knights. 20-12, that that's very specific.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: stick, um, stick that in the uh, rough go, punt. Go 21-12 where they kick an early cheeky field goal.
0: I'll be going 19-5. <laughs> 19-5. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I think the Knights will win, and the Knights have to win these games to uh, keep up there in the top four.
0: Yeah, I think the Knights. Um, and finally, well, it's the game we've all been waiting for. It's the Gold Coast Titans. Again, if you like big odds, back them at $6.25 with Bluebit. They face the Penrith Panthers, the latter leaders, at a dollar and Um, Andrew, what are you thinking?
2: Well, this is actually uh, Sydney's best team against Queensland's best team since the comp <laughs> resumed.
0: So it's like yeah. a mini State of Origin.
2: It is. It's <laughs> going to be an absolute ball at this one. Um, Titans have lost... All four games have played against Penrith in July. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, you... They'll make it five here. Yeah, I was going to say. They won't crack that duck.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> this could be the loss that the Panthers need, but they won't. The Gold Coast will <laughs> get flogged.
0: Yeah, they'll wait.
1: Panthers will win.
0: And, uh, mate, for sure. For all our desperates out there. If...
1: Yeah, look, I've been close the last few weeks. Um, stupid Tigers. Yeah, that was your... Your leg of the bonus bet from Blue Bet. Thank you very much to our friends at Bet for that. Giving me a bonus bet. Mate, the same was, game multi on the Tigers. I
0: was, who did we have? Xavier Coates or didn't we to score?
1: Nah. Uh, Osaka. Uh, yeah, Osaka. Osaka it was. Yeah.
0: Mate, I was screaming, get it out. To the- <laughs> <laughs> me too. Get it to the left.
1: Yeah, it was pathetic. They didn't score a point, which was great, but I lost my punt. But this week, we're going again. All right, there's a bit of a theme with uh, a couple of these players. We're going anytime try scorers, four legs, Ooh. down at the Storm, ex-West Tigers player, Momorovsky. He's coming back. He's only there temporarily. Momorovsky will score a try for the Storm at $1.61. Former West Tigers player, now a rooster. Freddie Tedesco, he will also score a try in that game. Kick-out will score for the Panthers, and Bradman Best, Will score for Newcastle. If you put all four of those legs together, they're all, nine,
0: any, they're all any timers, aren't they?
1: All any time try scorers this week. $9.78. Get on it and get rich. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> if you want to have a rough punt, then listen to this
0: punt. Now, I reckon the way we measure how confident you are in your punt. Yeah. If you're going to steal a white good from your mum and sell it and you're going to put it on that bed, what what size white good would this be? Oh, it's the, the double door fridge or, yeah, yeah, it's the, or just the, a chest freezer or a dryer?
1: No, no, no. The double door fridge with the ice maker out the front.
0: You're very confident.
1: <laughs> yeah, super confident.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, all you punters. Get all on you desperates, there. you desperate. Get on there. Yeah. Now, Andrew, how's the uh, podcast going, mate? Fergo on the Freak. How many episodes last week?
2: Uh, well, actually, last, yesterday we did three.
0: <laughs> no oh, word of a lie, we did
2: three episodes yesterday. How Still many up to in total?
0: How uh, many are up to in total? 203. Are you
2: joking? you have gone past us. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We, we, we did our 200th on the weekend. We're coming up to our 200th.
0: Well Your... done. Was that 200th for the weekend or 200th <laughs> on the weekend?
2: <laughs> yeah, on the weekend we... Uh, Caught up someone and abused them about some bike they had, so that was fun. Yeah, no,
1: it's good. I have not listened to one episode, but I'm, I, will. <laughs> no, no, I will try and, and, and tune in. Trust me,
2: day. I will
1: not urge you to either. <laughs> no, I don't want to steal your material.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, mate. Trust don't me, you won't be pinching much if you did. <laughs> don't think you can help Andrew out. Uh, if you're not listening to his podcast, go to Rugby League Project. A fantastic resource for all you rugby league lovers. And there's a Patreon there to keep the joint afloat. Otherwise, just follow him on Twitter and abuse him. Send some cock shots. He loves those. Loves them. At Andrew RLP. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to you next week, brother.
2: Cheers, guys. He's
1: the stat man.
0: Love the sack. Open the sack. Empty the, the sack. <laughs> the boy sack. The boy sack mailer feedback time. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't believe what just popped up on my screen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's hideous.
0: Yeah. But listen, we'll talk to that bloke next week about that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty exciting.
0: Uh, We've got a guest next week that, well, we're a little bit nervous about. Yeah. Really happy about.
1: Yeah, he's a champion.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Or she. He or she. We don't know. (laughs) No, it's him.
0: Um, Anything else we need to talk about before we wrap this up?
1: Yeah, everyone should have their jerseys. Uh, I posted them all. Some people are putting them on Twitter. Mm. Please do that. Yeah, that's good. Get a photo of yourself
0: in the jersey. And if you can get arrested, if you can wear that for a serious crime, if you can wear the jersey while yeah, you're that'd being be arrested, sick, that'll be great.
1: That'll win a prize. Anyone in a mugshot <laughs> in our jersey or membership pack? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of membership packs, there's not many left, so go and commit a crime quickly in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out, uh, mostly because of Kuma, that hotspot at Kuma, buying up all the membership packs. Anything else? No, that's about it.
0: Well, as I always say, talking about them times, I was by myself.
1: I would always be looking for somebody else. But as time went on,
0: I had to talk with my mind.
1: Friends like you and you I gotta leave behind. See us. Good night, Kuma. (laughs) Not you, Victoria.
2: know what you're doing with me I got lot, but I ain't got all night Don't be shy, baby, I won't fight Am I gonna see some action, baby? Am I gonna see some action? Am I gonna see some action, baby?
1: Am I gonna see some action?